When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not afraid to ever say that I cry because I do. Don't masturbate for attention. It's not cute. Let me see that dick. This is my third beer. I cry here like you. Man, I am putting money away now specifically so I can buy some primo ganj. My fourth beer of the day. They're not little people. They're Oompa Loompas from Loompa Land. He actually saved these people because Loompa Land was a terrible country. The Wang Doodles would eat them. They have time for breakfast. Episode two. Two. Eight. I am not judging. Listen, this is a judge-free zone. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. Cuz-a-roo. slap It's showtime. Hello, W. A-A-T-P! W-A-T-P! Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show you can count on for weather and traffic on the 8s. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, the man who sounds like Alex Jones but says way crazier things, it's Croge! Hey, hey! Also, from Northern Silicon Valley and the No Agenda Show, in the morning, John C. Dvorak! Hey, in the morning to you, Carl, with a K. So good to have you on the show, John C. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, our voicemail number, the link to our subreddit, the link to our Discord server, the link to our merchandise, the link to our YouTube channel, of course, the link to our Patreon featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Scorch Sloppy Seconds OD. This is a suggestion that came in from Cody and Next Grotto and a bunch of other people. We have all listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with the other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show. It's a morning show. It's on uh, 92.9 The X in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, hosted by Scorch and T-Rai. This is a show called The Morning X with Scorch and T-Rai. And then they put out a podcast that just has the highlights yeah. from that show. Scorch is a veteran radio guy that he's been well documented by opie and anthony i was gonna ask you how you know scorch because i go way back with scorch oh because he's a syracuse guy he was a syracuse when i was in high school he was on the modern rock station and he was 150 years old then yes and he was MC in concerts and shit yep. he was bringing the butthole surfers out on stage and he was old as fuck then to hear him now that he's still alive is shocking let alone that he's employed can you believe that he used to be in syracuse and he Somehow found a smaller radio market to be in. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I couldn't find that on a map if you had a gun to my mom's head. Yeah. I have no idea where that is. Um, let's get into this show because this is interesting. I think we all have some clips to play. Crow, do you have a clip that kind of sums up the show for you? I do. My number one. All right. But Alexa will, if you enable the meow feature, Alexa will talk to your cat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> if you just give me a drink and take me out to dinner, I'll talk to your I'll cat. Talk to you, <laughs> it's 92.90. <laughs> You're just not right. It's 
part of my triangle of friends. <laughs> There's a link to this on the Scorch page, by the way, so you can follow along. The Morning X with Scorch and T-Rod. 92.9 The X. Oh, the sweepers in there. It's, yeah, it. it's got it all. I mean, it's boring <laughs> as fuck conversation. They're playing a soundboard. They, they're not even introducing the song. They're just talking over the song and then talking over the song again. And then, yeah, it's them killing time from one traffic light to the next. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, it's all the show is. And then to hear it condensed into an MP3, it's baffling to me why this exists. I sent this well, to, to John. You know, yeah, go ahead. I, I see this show as a morning zoo. Yep. Budget morning zoo because they're missing one guy. Yeah, the good morning point. zoo format typically is two guys who are going after each other, trying to make each, crack each other up. And then a girl who's in there who's like, oh, these two guys are idiots. And then comes the... The, the fourth additional person, which is the gay uh, theater reviewer, it reviews movies and TV shows. He only has himself and the girl. And then there is the, the there's no gay theater reviewer. There's this guy called the uh, uh, what's his name, naked guy or the skin man, the skin man. So they bring the skin man, <laughs> Mr. The skin. skin man does movie re- reviews that are basically reviews of. Of the of any porn or nakedness that's in a movie, and I thought that was a very creative twist on a kind of a mediocre version of a morning zoo. Well, Mr. Skin actually runs MrSkin.com. Yeah, and yes. if you listen to Howard Stern back in the day, he was a regular guest on there as well. He makes his rounds around the morning radio markets promoting his website. Yeah, I was going to say he used to have Corolla, and I bet yep. he makes the same phone call and makes the same horrible nudity puns it's, across like the it's country. Morning zoo on a budget; they can't afford to hire anybody. Yeah. Right, right. So they had this guy on who's just on there to promote stuff. And it's interesting because Mr. Skin's always a good guest when he's mm-hmm. on shows. Scorch talks to him every Tuesday at 930. Oh, no So he's shit. on every single week with Scorch, and they still have no chemistry. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I have an example of this. <laughs> so Mr. Skin's talking about there's a TV show with Willie Collins, who's the daughter of Phil Collins. That's right. Okay? And that's why he's like, this is exciting because you guys all know who Phil Collins is from Genesis. So this is Lily Collins. Her titties are in the air tonight. <laughs> Very good, Crush. And Scorch tries to make a joke that is so flat, and Mr. Skin doesn't even realize it's he's trying to make a joke. Skin, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Lily's famous dad. Alexandra Turkin's got some famous parents too. She is the daughter of Stanley and Estelle Turkin. <laughs> yeah, Scorch, do you want to uh, uh, share with us uh, uh, who who those parents are? Oh, Stanley and Estelle, they started a big a big corporation in their home state, and they're just Lord. Hey, we don't have to get into that now. Okay. But- <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, don't, they, don't they catch me a like that, cleaning, A dry cleaning business in Peoria. I can yeah. come up with a stupid joke at the beginning, but don't make me follow through with it, Skin. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. He actually called that a joke. He just yeah. made up some people's names and said that. Also, yeah. the daughter of a celebrity, they're like, I don't know who that is. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mr. Yeah. Skin's trying to work with us. He's like, okay, moving on. Uh, there's another TV show you might want to check yeah. out. Scorch, you'd think, would have some time. He's been on the radio forever. I've never heard this Scorch guy before. Okay. Uh, but I'm in the West Coast. I don't think he's ever had anything out here. But he he does this stuff that is so old-fashioned. It's kind of interesting. But he also wants to – he wants to – he wishes he was a podcast so he could cuss. Mm-hmm. And and he did this creative little, little thing here that I thought was – it was just this – 
I listened. It just really took me aback. This is the clip Scorch on a Creative Role. Time. You did it at a much different time than in the past, but you did it at a time where people need a little yah freaking who in their lives. Yah freaking who. <laughs> He never finds the word he's looking for. Yeah. That's the thing that I know about this guy. This guy's been on the radio for decades. Yeah. And he always sounds like he's at a loss for words and says <laughs> the most ridiculous thing at all times. Uh, By the way, John, that clip sounds terrible. Yeah. It's not your of, fault. Yeah. All of them sound terrible. They sound terrible. How is it? This is a radio show. How do they not know how to produce audio and put it out on the internet? What's yeah. going on there? Why is there static? That was the absolute best I could do. No, I know. It's it's not your fault. That's how they put it out. These, these show sounds terrible. It's surprising. There was a buzz under everything, and then a music bed under most of the stuff. Yes, and then... there's a buzz. There's a buzz. Uh, yes. They put a buzz out. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. uh, so one of the things that these types of morning shows do is they try to get people to participate. They want people to call yes. in, oh, text yeah. in, email in. I don't know why this this is something that morning shows need to do. I don't know if they think that it keeps people glued to their radio to find out if they're going to get on or something yeah. like that. But they bring up topics, and they yes. bring up topics that they want you to then react to. And the topic on this one episode I was listening to was highlights from the 90s. Uh, just anything that happened in the 90s, we'll just talk about it. Yeah. An entire decade of time. Anything that happened. TV show, yeah. a company starting. This is a list of companies from the 90s. You'll be blown away by this list. IMDB, eBay, Amazon, Netscape, Yahoo, Hotmail, Yahoo. Google, and Napster. All from the 90s. Yeah. Do you believe that? For forever. Way to say nothing. Can you believe yeah. that? Can you believe that Netscape is from the 90s? Yes, I think that's what it ended, too. Yeah. That's not surprising at all. Seamus called in and said, I really learned a lot from that. <laughs> What's he talking about? IMDb, eBay, Amazon, Netscape, Yahoo, Hotmail, Google, and Napster. No shit, those are all from yeah. the 90s. What other decade would they be from? Yeah. Well, and they, they do this a lot. It, it reminded me of the bits in the 90s where they'd be like, send us some faxes yes. of your favorite whatever. I got a, a pair of these. These are five-minute bits that ran back-to-back that I've condensed to way less than that. But here's number four. Okay. E-Rock. Facebook feedback. Yesterday into today. I like this one. Any blank is better than no blank at all. t right. Any what is better than no what at all? Any chocolate. Oh, yeah? Okay. It's better than no chocolate at all. Yeah? Okay. You are. You're, you love that chocolate. Mm. Any ganj is better than no ganj at all. I, I think if you had no ganj at all, you'd probably just pass out and die. <laughs> yeah. uh, Who, any pizza. Who's calling weed ganj still? He uses that word a lot. He, yeah, yeah did, I noticed that too. Did you know that he smokes weed? He likes to smoke weed yeah. almost as much as he likes to talk about how much he likes to smoke weed. Yeah. Really, he is better than no pizza that, at I all. think that's true. Right? I mean, some really crappy oh, pizza, yeah, but, but I kept still, eating it's that crappy It's still better pizza. than no pizza at all, right? <laughs> right. Because Anthony uh, says any time in the woods is better than no time in the woods at all. What a stupid bet. And I, and I know it goes on and on and on forever, <laughs> but that's kind of the fucking point. And that, there's five minutes of that. And they're just reading Facebook comments of the most boring. I mean, who the, who who didn't have the conversation when they were twelve? Well, I guess bad pizza is better than no pizza. Like, okay, great. 
now you're 94 years old and this is the fucking conversation you want to have with the public? But you could literally put in anything you might kind of enjoy. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, seriously. And then, so they, there's five minutes of that. I fucking counted them. And then they come back from the, the bumpers and shit, and they do this, number five. X with Scorch and T-Rock. Facebook feedback from yesterday into today's show. Any blank is better than no blank yeah. at all. We know. We heard that. Now, I said a couple of different things, because I said ganj. Yeah, and it was funny because weed. Chris said, so we you will take that downtown brown <laughs> if that was all that's available? Uh-huh. If you, if it was a choice, you had a burger and fries, okay, wouldn't any fry do as opposed to no. having no fries with your burger? No. No? Oh, no. okay. Oh. Randy checked in through the Scorch in the Morning X Facebook page. Randy has to say, any friend, oh, excuse me, any true friend is better than a fake friend. But that wasn't an answer to Heather said, any beer is better than no beer at all, right? Don't you? No, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. It just goes on and on and on. What is the fucking point of any of this? It's all to fill time. I want to go back to the talk about the 90s real quick. Mm -hmm. So obviously they bring up all these things in the 90s and and then they want to get people to participate in that. What about you guys? What do you, uh, what was your highlights of the 90s? Who fucking cares? <laughs> All right, so he asks the listeners, what are their highlights of the 90s? So they start reading these things that are coming in. They're reading things they don't even know what they are. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, champion sweatshirts in pegged jeans from Amy. What are pegged jeans? Are those like uh, peg leg jeans that they gather at the ankles, I think? That I don't remember. I didn't wear any goofy stuff like that. Well, then maybe don't bring it up. Maybe don't read that one. If neither of you guys know what this thing is. That's such a highlight of the 90s. And oh. I'm like, I don't know, even know what that is. Very compelling radio. Last clip I want to play from the 90s, and then we can move off of this. This guy, I'll, I'll just play the clip and then comment on it afterwards. Yeah. Here's a good one by Zachary. The 90s was the last decade that reliable and inexpensive vehicles were available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About it. Good stuff, man. Huh? Good stuff. How poor are the people in Eau Claire, Wisconsin? Yeah. The 90s was the last time you could get a reliable and affordable vehicle. I looked it up. A Honda Civic, a brand new Honda Civic, yeah. 179 a month. Zachary can't afford a $179 a month payment? Yeah. Man, the 90s was the last time you could steal ashtrays from Burger King. That actually would be a good one. Yeah. That's actually not bad. I miss that. Uh, what are we missing here, John? Well, I mean, this is like an old-style guy that just kind of lost his way, never modernized his, anything about his bit. This is the kind of stuff that I used to hear when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Uh, only done in a more contemporary fashion this is very this is this is unacceptable <laughs> yes as as this format is played well, out is what you're saying and i yeah. agree i have to i have to say i i doubt they're paying him a lot of money no yeah they yeah. talk about money a lot it seems like they're both poor they have to be I bet yeah. they are because yeah. this is not uh, this is not cutting it oh actually i have since you said that i have an example of this and i'm sure he gets no action from the podcast Oh, no, the podcast, it's not like they have additional sponsors for the podcast or anything like that. It's ad-free. Yeah. So the only money they're making is whatever they're making from the, the radio show, which radio business is tough right now. I was yeah. uh, I was on an, someone else's show. Oh, the Eric Zane show I was on this week. Mm-hmm. And he got fired from the radio. 
and he's still trying to get a job back on the radio. And I was like, dude, there's no money there. Facebook yeah. has taken all of the advertising money away. The way you can target, you don't have to waste all your money doing a radio spot anymore. Plus, no one's listening to the radio. So, yeah. you know, no listeners equals uh, not a great result from your advertising dollars as well. But yeah. I just don't know where, where this is all going to go to. They're going to have to turn into like listener supported stations or something, right? Well, that's what actually our classical music station in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, our, j- our jazz station here is uh, listener supported. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you got to get they people. They went uh, listener supported about a, about a year ago, and the, the, it improved the station because mm. now they just beg for money once in a while, and instead of running a bunch of lame advertisements, which radio ads tend to be. Yeah, and they they're doing better than ever. Which is why podcasting works so well, especially the No Agenda Show, which is listener supported. Uh, that seems to be the formula for the future because there's all the advertising dollars goes to three companies now. Yeah. You have Google, Amazon, and Facebook, and uh, there's no money left over for anyone else. Uh, so anyway, getting back to how the, how poor these people are, they're interviewing this guy who's taking um, Rockfest to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a big rock festival. It's coming up, by the way, in July of 2021. Yeah. And they're already selling tickets for it. They got to get some money somehow. And they're explaining that Snoop's going to be there. You kind of uh, stole my thunder in your uh, your cold open, but sorry. But here's the full the whole, full clip. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I am putting money away now specifically so I can buy some primo ganj when Snoop Dogg is on stage. Because I told you last year, <laughs> me, me and Snoop, we've got some things to talk about backstage, <laughs> shall we say? Now, can we mention some of the bands? A lot going on here. First off, a lot going on here. He says, I'm saving up for some premium ganj. Yeah. This is in July of next year. <laughs> How much do you have to save up? Marijuana, even the good stuff is not that expensive. Yeah. I feel like he'll have enough money at the time that he wants to buy. So that's stupid. Secondly, he's got to buy it so he can watch Snoop Dogg, but he's also going to talk to Snoop Dogg about marijuana backstage, according to him. Yeah. So which is it? Are you watching the show, or are you just behind backstage? What, what are you doing? He just wanted to. Na- he just wanted to say that. I think. I, I mean, again, from the '90s, I got the impression this guy spent a lot of time backstage knocking on doors. Hey, man, you want to smoke some weed? Hey, man, you got. By the way, do you have some? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have some weed? Can I smoke some of your weed? And then he ends it with, "Hey, can we talk about uh, some of the bands that are going to be on this show? The, we think the promoters going to be like, let's keep that on the DL. I don't want to get that out to people. Yeah. They're selling tickets for it. You better mention the bands that are on the show." And that interview was amazing because it was like a boardroom guy. It was like, well, yeah. in the second quarter of next year, we hope to release the tour support. And it's like, what the, 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 the fuck are you even trying to say, dude? So bad news for everybody. Slipknot had a bow out. Yeah, right. I, I shed a few tears about that. Can I be honest? We've seen Slipknot quite a few times in recent years. I'm cool Maybe it's because I'm an older guy, but I'm cool with who you have here replacing Slipknot. You've got Corn replacing Slipknot. I think that's wow. a good move in my eyes. He goes, he goes. Maybe because I'm an older guy, I'm okay with who you got to replace Slipknot. I'm thinking he's gonna say like Judas Priest, yeah. maybe Motley Crue. He goes, Corn. Isn't that the same era? Aren't they the same band? I was gonna say it's the same <laughs> fucking band, dude. I- Honest to God, if you played me two AB, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. I couldn't tell you a fucking corn from Slipknot to save my life. <laughs> Didn't even make sense. Oh, uh, and I think the guy, the promoter, has to lie about corn because corn hasn't been popular since I think two thousand three. 
was the last time anyone gave a crap about corn? Yeah, it's been decades. It's been a while. Yeah. So now this guy has to lie about how amazing it is that they got corn instead of Slipknot. And they always put on a good show. And with their new music that's been coming out in the last couple of years, like they've been, they're high on the list. They're right up there with Slipknot on the list for most requested to be to be seen at Rockfest. With their new music, <laughs> who's talking about the new corn album? What, what is he talking about? Yeah. Uh, I need a forensic accountant on this one to tell yeah. me if anyone's actually listening to the new corn album and people are excited about that and requesting it. Not buying it. So uh, it's illegal to smoke uh, dope in Wisconsin. Yes, that is correct. In fact, it's a misdemeanor, a $1,000 fine, six months in jail, possibly. Uh, then if you have uh, second offense, which this guy would be way beyond, mm. it becomes a <laughs> felony, three, point, three and a half years in jail, 10000 10, bucks. Uh, I, is it? Is that is, is it make any sense to be bragging about it and talking incessantly about ganja or maybe he figures that they don't know what it means? Yeah, maybe using the word ganj. That, maybe that that's why he uses cold. that word. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I, I kinda know what he's talking about. I'm picking up what he's putting down, but maybe he thinks he's fooling the law enforcement. This is all just a character that I play. <laughs> I love that JCD is looking this stuff up in real yeah. time as we're doing the show. You know, I just Googled this, and uh, the third time you get caught. Yeah, he shouldn't be eligible for, for parole for 10 to 12. <laughs> All right, one more thing from this promoter that I have that I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, Scorch asks the dumbest question, possibly the worst question ever Yeah, of the promoter. Are you going to dish out like quaaludes or some other sort of downer for all these people because everybody right now from now until july people wow, are going to be really? so pumped up they're not going to be able to live their normal lives because of this rock fest like that's not a question quaaludes don't even exist anymore i i was, was an old man reference years ago i was gonna ask you do you know when the last time you could buy quaaludes in the united states of america I think it was the 80s right? 1985 1985 yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, that question reminded me of this question. Mr. Burns, your campaign seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Ooh, a tough question, but a fair one. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid... Whoa, what are you going to do to keep people calm? Yeah. Because they're so excited about this rock festival that you're putting on. Nine months from now. <laughs> Nine yeah. months from now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. I'm thinking about just looting downtown Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Because I'm so pumped up about this rock concert with corn headlining. Oh, yeah, you know that that bringing up that lewd thing was uh, maybe an indicator that he doesn't even smoke dope. Mm, yeah, and this is just bullshit. Just, just a poser. He's talking about disco biscuits. <laughs> if he if he mentions buying a lid, we know it's out. Nobody's <laughs> talking about that since Cheech and Sean. What do you do about all that sugar that's in the bottom of that bag? <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good point, John. Someone who talks about this is trying to be cool, wants to sound cool yeah. so badly. And I was trying to figure out, because this is the rock station, mm. which there's not a lot of rock stations left. Yeah, Not a lot of stations are playing all the, the hits of, of rock and roll. So you would think, well, who do you think the target audience is? Who do you, who do you think he's trying to appeal to with this show? I thought it was Gen Xers, because he's playing a lot. He's playing like Soundgarden. You know what I mean? And okay. talking about the 90s, and it's all, you know, four-year-old dudes on their way to work. Well, it, it logically would be Gen Xers, but who would actually listen to the show? I think it would go down beyond millennials to the Zoomers. Do the Zoomers have a radio they, they, dial? They, 
you no, they don't. But <laughs> I think this would be very attractive to them, especially if they were stoners. Can you imagine <laughs> listening to this guy really ripped? <laughs> I I think I would find better things to do with my time. Well, it's like the reason uh, why SpongeBob and My Little Pony are popular at colleges because people are stoned out of their fucking gourds and just staring at shitty entertainment. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah, I, I actually. I think we're you're, at this point you're picking on this poor bastard. <laughs> no, kinda <laughs> a little bit, maybe a little bit. All right, what else you got, Crush? Uh, I have to co- close out if you want to. Do this is where he, he ends the show. It's stay safe, which I found offensive. Talk to you again very soon. Stay safe. Oh, is this stay. is this the COVID <laughs> thing where you got to say stay safe no, he to everybody? Says it. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah. If you're gonna smoke ganj with Snoop Dogg backstage like I do, stay safe. Yeah. Uh, his uh, his interviews are something the fuck else, man. Because he's got these people, and I forget what it is, but it's the you know the round robin. They're sitting there at a phone bank uh, on a phone call that for 15 hours, just talking to every radio station, and everybody gets a six minute slice of their time. You yes. know what I mean? Yep. So my number 11, uh, he gets Melissa Rivers, the the toast of the town, uh, to talk to her. Is it six or 11? 11. Hello. Today, me going to see what shape is best for cookies. Okay, see these cookies here, over here. Oh, they're... shit. Is it number that, six? That was the cookie monster. I'm sorry. My clips got a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah, number six. We always do this with our guests. We have a lot of fun. We ask you something that we ask the listeners to try to get you to tie in with them a little bit more. So I want you to tell us one thing that you know you should do more of, but don't. But you can't say exercise or eat right. My, my writing partner always say, if you have something and you look it up on the internet, the answer will always be, you'll be dead by Thursday. <laughs> there it is. Dude, 1997 called up, and they want their punchline back from Melissa Rivers. But that was a style of interview. It was literally they asked questions from their Facebook page. Two of these people. So they have this guy on Michael Berryman. Mm-hmm. Michael Berryman is a Hollywood actor. He's been in a lot of horror movies. And they bring this guy on. And same thing. They ask a question that would be like a phone topic. Like this guy doesn't know the difference between a celebrity interview yeah. and a phone topic on his show. Yeah. Hey, Michael, one more question for you. We always bring our guests close to our listeners by asking a question that we talk to them about. So my question I want to ask you is... What food did you love as a kid, but you can't stand now? Who would possibly, who cares about the answer to that? Could you imagine this guy? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, thanks so much for coming on. What are some of the highlights of the 90s? We're asking all of our guests this week. Yeah. yeah. What's he doing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he That's gets a good, good catch. Yeah. He gets Rob Reiner on the phone. Yeah. Who has a decades-long career. He's acted. He's directed. Uh, number 12, he introduces him. Ah, my phony Martians will loot all of Metro City oh. while I personally eliminate Gadget. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Dr. Claw. Okay. That was Dr. Claw. All right. So I was right. It is seven. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite shows of all time was The Partridge Family, and you played Snake on one of the early episodes of The Partridge Family, and I love that, man. Good for you. Thank you for being with us. How dated is this guy? He's referencing The Partridge Family? One episode in 1971. Come on. A single episode from 1971. That's his reference point. 
And then he asked what might be the worst question I've ever heard. Do you see these virtual table reads as like the next new quote unquote thing in Hollywood and in show business in general? Well, I think, you know, what's happened is people are adapting to, you know, the, the, the coronavirus. I mean, the pandemic. And I, hopefully we'll get to a point where we don't have to do it virtually, that we can get back in front of people. Dude, the question was, are Zoom meetings the wave of the future? And he's like, no, <laughs> asshole. We're all fucking on quarantine. We can't leave our fucking houses. We're all doing our shit on Zoom. The fuck kind of question is that? Is that the future of entertainment? Yeah. No, asshole. We're all locked in our fucking houses. Where the fuck have you been? Save a lot of money on special effects, though. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Save a lot of money with just the table read. Star Wars 10, a table read. Oh, what the fuck kind of question <laughs> is really that? a really stupid I, question. I could. And then at number nine, he does the Facebook thing. We have a lot of fun with it. We want to ask you something we asked the listeners in the past. We want to see what your answer is. So, because I bet you, you seem like a pretty sentimental type of guy. What instantly turns Rob Reiner into a big ball of mush? Ooh, that's a good question. But I uh, think no, I got to tell you, it's it's my children at, at certain points. Uh, you know, when I when they were born, uh, I, I was a ball of mush at that point. Oh, definitely. Boom. Shocking oh. revelation. This guy likes his kids. Holy shit. Did you guys hear that? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> John, I know you're a big Rob Ryder fan. Did you listen to that one? Yes, I did. Uh, there was nothing in there. I, I was looking for something to clip for, obviously, because I think Rob Reiner's just a douche. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, a really talented director for so many years, and he did it. But right after Harry Met Sally and then uh, The Princess Bride and Harry Met Sally, after those movies, which were probably really top drawer films, he married. He got divorced from his creative wife and married a new woman who, who is the, the Republican hater. Of the family, and he just got, became a bitter person. He got a few good movies out after that, but it was just now he hasn't done anything for a decade. He just can't do it. His creative energies have been sapped. Well, he's Marriage promoting. That to you. He's promoting. Yeah, he's promoting the Spinal Tap uh, reunion. Did you yeah, watch Spinal any of Tap that? Was first movie. It was. It was like a Zoom call. Yeah. And they were just. It was a Pennsylvania get out the vote and vote against Trump Zoom call with Spinal Tap yeah, and Pat Oswalt. It's really weird. It wasn't fun or entertaining. Yeah, that's for good sure. times. Oh, let's talk about. So he had Melissa Rivers on, Joan Rivers' daughter. Mm, who can forget? She's got a new podcast out, and he asks the worst question you could ask someone <laughs> who is hosting a podcast. What What topics would you refuse to cover? How is that no. helpful? What What don't you talk about on your show? What is she going to say? I'm a huge QAnon person. I think Tom Hanks <laughs> drinks children's blood, but we don't do talk about that on my show. Like, what yeah. are you, you going to say? What don't you cover? I have a clip of from him talking to her too, which pretty much covers the same topics a little longer. But I went and looked back. She's actually had this show on for a while, uh, and I went and looked back. And I, if you go to her website, it's not very and nothing's maintained well. So her website, the last podcast was done in April. Uh, and I think this is kind of lame. What was she doing on this guy's show? And then I go to iTunes, and iTunes has the newer ship, the newer shows that are still going on. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the with the website, but I listened to the April show, and then I listened, which was extremely well produced. It was I thought, well, this girl could be a podcaster. This is not bad. Then I go to the October show, 
and it's just junk. It's the same kind of buzzy, mm. lousy sound, poor miking. And I think, oh, well, there you go. Here, here we go again. She's going the stuttering uh, John route. Yeah. Increasingly bad. Yeah. Down, down rounds. But Je- you can play my clip, uh, Melissa, yakking about something. Seriously, if you do that, you're horrifying me. <laughs> yeah, right. No doubt. Let's talk about your podcast, Group Text, with Melissa Rivers. <laughs> and talk- you just got a little taste of it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on that text. I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt, right? <laughs> well, what I love, this podcast is really just you and whatever friends you happen to have on that episode just talking oh, over shit. things that are going on, just daily <laughs> topics and things in the news. It's nothing, it's not. <laughs> necessarily a serious thing although you have serious conversations it's a good thing yeah you know everyone when you try and do a podcast everyone wants you to be in a specific lane no that's how you do a good podcast is if you get to a specific lane and actually try to do something that an audience would enjoy what she's describing what scorch is describing is every fucking podcast yeah yeah <laughs> so this was uh real quick melissa's answer to that question of what don't you talk about on your show Gosh, I don't know. Give me a suggestion of what I wouldn't do. Probably talk to us again. Yeah. His confidence and self-esteem are so low at this point. He's <laughs> lost so many jobs in radio. He is a beaten, beaten man. He really is. Oh, I so I was looking up. I was trying to find info. Like, when was he on in Syracuse? All the shit. None of it exists. You can't find a bio of this guy. Not, not everything scrubbed from the internet. Yeah. The one thing I did find, it was an article from 2003. And it was Scorch returns to Syracuse television, right? Oh, PFG. Right? Yeah. My TV, which is like one of those sub to the substations, 5 a.m. Saturday. (laughs) Tune into Scorch's show 5 a.m. on Saturday on a fucking substation on 41.8. Me and my friends, when we go to the after, after, after party, we're always turning that on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck. Fuck this I got guy. one more example of this guy having no confidence. Uh, by the way, I like the way that you guys are so you guys are really you guys are really just at the peak of your game kicking this poor bastard. <laughs> Thanks. Down and, down and out and you're just stomping the shit out of him. This is a this is memorable. Yeah. I no. like, John's like, I it's think we've done it off like nope. Look at it's because of this guy I had to sit and listen to Seven Mary Three in nineteen ninety six and I haven't forgiven him. I have not forgiven no, him. Apparently not, no. <laughs> Don't blame you. Uh here's another example. He he has this uh Michael Berryman guy on, like I was talking about. Listen how little confidence Scorch has. And this is again this guy who's making a thousand phone calls a morning to every single morning show yeah, in every yeah. market. You've seen him on twenty gazillion horror movies. You may not know him by name, but you certainly would know him by look. This is our pal, Michael Berryman. Michael. Hey, Scorchy. We appreciate you taking some time. We thought for sure you hung up on us. We thought you heard a previous interview and you were like, uh, F this. I ain't going to talk to them. Um, <laughs> why would you say that? I know, I know you're thinking it, but why would you say it? Plus, that's a terrible introduction. You guys have no idea who this is, but if you saw him, you would know he's, he's the star of The Hills Have Eyes. Like, just say, or one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like, just say something that you would know him from. You don't yeah. have to say you have no idea who this guy is, but trust me, he's famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, you're right. That's terrible. Very poor. Poor. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out the brain cell stimulator. This is a reoccurring bit the Scorch has been doing for a very long time, and it's where he finds out some kind of random fact, 
and then tries to get the audience to guess what the answer to the fact is. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, brain cell stimulator. The question today, really good question. 11% of people say they like the taste of this non-food thing. I said, I love it, always have, probably always will. And I said, think letters. Okay. What the fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> 11% of people like the taste of this non-food thing. The oh, fu- 11%. What kind of question is that? It's the worst question. And then, so now they go to the phones so people can guess at it. First caller gets it right. 835-9290 is our bud Josh. Where you working, man? Southern Carlson. Oh, that's right. We fix uh, construction tools. Oh, nice. So if you have some tools, she'll fix them for Tia you. Tia likes her tools. Yeah. She likes them in working order, too. Yeah. I like my tools. <laughs> I know you do. Hey, Josh, before the FCC throws us off the air, what is your guess? <laughs> Envelope. All right, so that was the answer. It's envelopes. How funny is that? They have no banter. They cannot just improv anything. No, yeah. yeah. The guy works on tools, and then what is that a euphemism for? He's like, yeah, you have tools, right? <laughs> Whoa, there's a boner sound effect in there for no reason. Yeah. They're like, oh, the FCC is definitely going to find us. Like, Ugh. they don't even hear you, dude. You're not on the radar anywhere. You can say whatever you want. Trust yeah. me. But that's just the safest shit ever. Oh, yeah, it is it is the worst humor. My number three is one of those. This next week, I think we're doing um, uh, election anxiety. Oh. That'd be nice. <laughs> we all suffer from a little Yeah, girl. we do. Oh, did you say election anxiety? Yes. Oh, I thought, never mind. I thought said, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa Rivers, group text okay. with Melissa Rivers. One more. Th- Can I tell you what's sad? Oh. I thought that was the best joke that he had for the hours that I listened to. Yeah. I was like, all right, I get it. And at least was a joke, and then there was, was a, a there was a soundboard reaction, and then he went into the old this old fucking radio bit. My number thirteen. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm researching something. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Carl. <laughs> up has been drinking. My nectar is sweet. Sorry, is that the wrong clip again? That, that was Tom Waits. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Number ten. Number ten. Okay. I am going to play this for my mom say, Mom, Rob Reiner said you should love me still. <laughs> she should, by the way. <laughs> yes. And listen, you've done, you've done well. Look at, you know, you had a wrestling career. You're on the radio. I mean, what is, what's, what's her problem? Thank you very much. Yeah, Mom, what's she, your problem? She just likes them differently, <laughs> honey. That's well, all. Uh, Scorch's mom died in 1941. <laughs> what the oh, fuck are we talking about? <laughs> no, that's not what I was looking at. 41? I might be I might be making that up. I was gonna say eighteen sixty-two, yeah, but but point being, you know, yeah. Howard Stern is a ninety year old man who is still yelling, literally yelling about getting his parents love. Adam Carroll is in his fucking nineties now. He's still yelling about his dad paying attention to him. I think Scorch thinks that's just something you gotta do at this point to be on a radio is you have to yell about your parents. Oh, it's fucking exhausting. I hated all of this. I really this brought me back to the nineties in the worst fucking way. It really sucked. I'm oh, glad I I'm glad I had you over, Croge. I had no idea. I I should have known you had a connection to Scorch in this way. I forgot. Oh, he's a Syracuse guy. God damn it. No, the thing that I was looking up, I think John John, you'll enjoy this. On his radio website, he has a page called Scorch's Effed Up Facts. Hey oh. These are these are some effed up facts. This Whoa. is the stuff that he finds fascinating. You ready for this? Yeah. 
40% of women say they struggle with picking out what to wear to work most days. <laughs> That's an effed wow. up fact. Watch out. Who would have thunk? Uh, here's a fun one. 52% of college students have drank an energy drink within the past week. Wow. College wow. students? Hard to believe. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, fuck. Why are these effed up? I don't know. Yeah. And I'd, I'd like to see the methodology behind these, too, because there's a lot of percentages being thrown about. Yeah. Are these scientific polls? Can I trust this? And how, what does any of this matter? 48% of people take the onions off their salad. Okay, great. Who gives a shit? <laughs> the fuck am I going to do with that? It's twice as likely that you'll complain in the afternoon at work than it is in the morning. How the fuck would you find out that information? There's no way there's any science behind that that statement. Yeah, I don't think I even believe that. That's everyone I know is catatonic in the afternoon. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's the morning the kind of you got four Starbucks about. in you. You're ready to fucking complain. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, not that I would ever complain. Obviously. Oh, hold on. I have to play this one last clip before we move on. I know we're going long on Scorch, but I've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> John, I think you're going to enjoy this. He goes. He does a bit where he's talking about jobs that you wouldn't expect to pay well, but do. Mm. And he's going through all these jobs. And this, again, shows how poor they are because you hear about these salaries. You're like, well, okay, I guess. This is a great one, though. Jobs that you wouldn't expect would pay well, but mm -hmm. they do. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to share some of these with you. For instance, the what they call for 71 grand a year plus, you can try to be a poop patrol worker in San Francisco. And you can see the picture. Like at the zoo or just no, like to take but care the of the homeless people. population. Yeah. Imagine that. All right, John. Poop Patrol, $71,000 in San Francisco. Is that a high-paying job? Well, in San Francisco, no. Right. Uh, it's a, I would say in the Bay Area, it's a moderately paying job. It's just pretty, it's pretty normal. It's not a, it's not a low-paying job, but it's not a high-paying job. A high-paying job is a, is a 120k plus if at $71,000 in San Francisco you have two roommates you are <laughs> renting with two roommates at that salary and Scorch uh, is going well maybe I should move out there and start picking up shit yeah <laughs> go for it Scorch if that sounds like a lot of money to you I don't know if you realize what it's like to live in the San Francisco area it's well, expensive he is in the ninth biggest metropolitan market in Wisconsin <laughs> so he knows all about it uh, I've been to right. Wisconsin like four times. I've never even heard of what the... Where is he from? Eau Claire. And how do you spell that? It's spelled all weird, isn't it? E-A-U. Yeah, any word e that's all vowels. The e fuck? Eau Claire. Yeah. What? What language is that? It's got to be French, right? Yeah. French from the... There was some trade... It was a trading outpost, I believe, from the... <laughs> of course, John would know this. Era, yeah. era when the French were all over the Midwest. He's the best. John... We should move on. Anything else you want to say about Scorch? Are you ready to go? No, I think I, I've said what I've said. I think uh, I think you guys are, are, are bullies. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. And you're picking on this poor bastard who's obviously underpaid or not paid at all. For all we know, he could be doing this as a volunteer just to stay in radio. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah. This is really a screenplay in the making, I think. But. So we would I, be the villains in I this screenplay. Yeah, I really. part in this, in, in this uh, exercise <laughs> we, in, in brutality. I feel like a Nazi. <laughs> wow. I think the judge yeah. just and covering I, his I, ass. I only took orders. I was just following orders. <laughs> was it my idea? 
This guy is covering his ass. He couldn't wait to talk about Scorch. You also listen to a show Scorch. called Chicks in I the never Office. Heard of him before the show. I'll tell you, that guy needs a, uh, an operation on his, on his uh, vocal cords. There's something wrong with that. It's hard to listen to. And he's always been that way, too. He's always sounded like that. Oh, yeah. This isn't like uh, I have an old man. That's man's his group. trademark. Yes. We have a guy in Rochester, Brother Wee's, similar type of thing. It's like the, the harder you are to listen to, the more money you make in radio for some reason. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild. Didn't used to be that way. You used to have to have a really good broadcasting voice in order to be yeah, in radio. Yeah, yeah. Those voices are, are so passe, those good broadcasting voices, that uh, those guys are at worst disadvantage than the Scorch character. Yeah, you're right. That's actually a detriment now. Yeah. Now you got to sound oh, like yeah. Ben Shapiro or something. Well, sure, a <laughs> I didn't know I had a problem. Um, all right. We listened to the show called Chicks in the Office, and this is from Barstool Sports. I had not heard of this before, but John, you uh, want to give a summary? I a, can I, let me get, get a little background on all of this. Please. Uh, Barstool Sports, there's these two girls, um, and you have Sophia with an F. She's got her own podcast now, Sophia Franklin and uh, Alexandra Cooper, mm-hmm. who I didn't know heard anything about these girls, but they had a podcast called uh, "Call Call Her Daddy." Mm-hmm. That there were two. We're going to get a, in a two-year period. They were doing Joe Rogan numbers. We covered their show on WATP. We've been talking about them for a while now. Yes, I have different thoughts than you. I'm sure. Okay, because I I actually I'll say it in front of this whole lecture. I think Sophia uh, Franklin. I think she's a genius. Interesting. Okay. Really? It's a hot take. And I think she's a, she's a I think she's that she's a true postmodernist artist. Uh, she's not beyond that that movement. But if you listen to her, she's extremely annoying, especially to the I'd say the boomers, the Xers. They nobody really would put up with this. But when you start listening <laughs> to what she's actually doing, which is um, uh, stream of consciousness discussions with with it with a meta look at her own commentary with commentary on top of her commentary about her commentary in such a way that it is it's a work of art when you get to listen to it and I, it, there's one of the episodes I listen I, I can barely get through it but I listen to one of the episodes <laughs> I listen to one of the episodes and she goes at the end and, and I realize this and she says oh and she's oh that wore me out and I'm thinking, yes, because she was doing performance art on the fly that was extremely fatiguing, and she was pulling it off. Now, so these two girls had a podcast. They met coincidentally. Uh, Sophia is, was a a banker or a bookkeeper, a finance person, and she said she hated it. And and the other girl, Alexandra, who I think is really the more down to earth of the two, which will annoy anyone who's actually fans of these girls. And she needed to be there to to buffer this Sophia woman, who I do believe is a genuine artist. And the two of them working together did this profane postmodern podcast that was about mostly about Alex, uh, Alex, as they call her, the a very attractive blonde, formerly a magazine sales girl. And I use the word sales girl advisedly, but that's what she was. And those people are very influential. They're very good at what they do. I worked with a lot of them. And she was one of them. And so they, they put together this extremely profane, kind of mocking podcasting with all the cussing. She, I mean, every adverb every adjective every, every other nouns verbs everything are, is fuck 
Oh yeah. And they and they became very they're more profane than almost any male podcast. The two of them together. Yeah. And they they maintained this a little bit. Uh, and it's you know it's funny. It's kind of interesting and crude, but it has an attraction, I guess, in the same way that art has an attraction to people that don't think about these things. They just like what they like. And uh, but the thing about art is nobody likes what's contemporary and neither one of these are contemporary these girls are not contemporary they're postmodern which is a style that we're really out of right now but it's the stuff that's attractive well the no agenda show i consider a postmodern podcast because we use uh clip the way we use clips is essentially taken from the idea of uh when these when these rappers they were rappers when these hip-hop guys bring in uh Sampling, yeah, it's it's a ver- sampling was a a postmodern style of music, and it, and it it took what was existed in one form and used it in a different way, which makes it free a fair use. By the way, uh, if you take and you just run somebody's clip about the news, and then you in the whole idea of running the clip is not to steal it, but to comment on the person reporting the news uh, in a meta kind of way. That that and no agenda does that, and it has an attraction, a very big attraction because. It's a postmodern show. These girls are extremely postmodern. They're almost at the cusp of whatever the next movement is. And it's really driven by this 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 butthurt uh, Sophia girl. Uh, and the barstool guys couldn't control her. And this is typical of an artist. They they don't do stuff like this uh, for for money necessarily. And they were making $400,000 a year each. Yeah. And, and I believe that to be true. And they wanted more money, but it was really more to it than that. So when you listen to this stuff, and you guys, I, I have to go back and listen to your your takedown of their old show. Uh, I I don't think you were very sympathetic to the to my concept that that this was a, a form of art. <laughs> well, John, I, I love that you just uh, gave us that information. I have never thought of it that way. But guess who agrees with you? That would be Sophia. Here's her talking about how she was the talented one on Call Her Daddy. And I know you can't keep my name out of your mouth, but please keep my fucking jokes out of your mouth. Ah, she claims that Alex stole her jokes. She was the talented one. You know, I, I, I heard this, this particular episode where she's going on about how she's the creative genius. Yeah. And so I so I had no problem calling her a uh, uh, an artist because I always felt that a lot of people who are natural artists and they don't know it, it, it there's like a, a, a principle of physics that when you actually look and describe something, it changes it. Right. And uh, you can run into people who, who you know are just artistic as hell and they, they just do a wonderful job. And you say, you know, you're, you're like a true artist. You tell them that, now they're no good because they just think <laughs> something they can't live with. Is that this the game so, plan it, you're trying to tell Sophia she's an artist? Yeah, so did you fuck her up? Sophie, you can tell Sophia she's an artist, and she'll come back with, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> I think I think she would come back with that. Yeah. Now the other girl, Alex, who still does the show, call her daddy, who's turned into kind of an interview show. It's kind of like a standard, like a standard show, like like a million of these shows with two women yakking away. I mean, you can make up names, you know. Uh, Two, a three in a tub would be a good name. Three, yeah. Two chicks who suck dick would be nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do subscribe to that ch- one. That was the, the original name of Call Her Daddy. <laughs> and that's where we got the office girls. That's uh, my background on this. And people always say, well, you what, listen to this crap. Well, I find it fascinating. All right. So we're bringing it all the way back around 
to Chicks in the Office, which is another show on Barstool Sports. I have a clip. Wait, wait, before you play anything, yeah. I, I have a summary of the show. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, play my, my summary of Chicks in the Office. Not, <laughs> I just, no one, no. Yeah, I think that nails it. <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty well sums it up right there. There you have it. These are two women who talk about the Bachelorette ad nauseum. Oh my! There's God. a lot of people who talk about the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, oh. including Howard Stern. But yeah. I digress. There's there is an entire network that has a show called the Snatchlorette. <laughs> okay. And this network, which is I can't remember the name of it, but there's all these networks. But it's really focused on this one show, the Snatchlorette. <laughs> that's and, just and, and apparently, it's just run by a girl that's a, the main character in the in the podcast called the snitch and it's apparently just totally kicks ass oh yeah according to who i have not heard it (laughs) okay so i pulled a clip from chicks in the office because i was listening to this today and i thought this was interesting now you guys on no agenda talk about social media and i know Adam Curry is off the grid and doesn't deal with social media you know in the in the sense of the mainstream platforms they're talking all about go on our instagram vote for who you think is the best bachelorette they have brackets going on they're promoting their instagram then they start talking about how important mental health is and how important it is to have good mental health and to practice good mental health and they say this is a little bit of a longer clip but i find this fascinating yeah just a little reminder to all those people out there to make sure you're taking care of yourself and you know your brain is very important take care of it it is very important. That's why I want to take a break from social media. But me and Fran were talking about how I want to have Fran run my social media. I might for just like take a, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like a week or something. Just Maybe so I'll just I like could. drop little hints to see if people notice that it's me. And, so yeah, <laughs> and you can start responding to them just because I feel like I, I just like need a break from it. Everywhere I turn, I'm comparing myself to somebody. Somebody's yeah. saying something to me that I end up getting so upset about. Then I'm like, I want to like fight back with people. Then I'm like, what's the point? I just, yeah. just I'm just consuming way too, too much. You're consuming way too much. Way too much i'm I, too many people's energies are getting into my space and yeah. i've yep. gotta gotta cut that shit off isn't it interesting that people see social media as a necessary evil mm-hmm. like well obviously i can't not use social media i mean obviously but I was, it was terrible for me i was thinking that because as she's talking like it's not could i put the phone down for a week it's no. could i hire someone right like just put the fucking phone down you idiot yeah. what's wrong with it <laughs> yes Yes, the answer is right in front of you, and you can't see it. Yeah. They know the answer, and they still can't get there for some reason. Yeah, that's wild. I thought John would appreciate that. That's a good clip. And, uh, and it's. It, I think those two also talked about one of them, you know, going off the grid for like two days or something. But, <laughs> and it's like, oh, how was it? What was happening? And, you know, they were all concerned about it. And, well, don't worry. I'm going to come back. They said it's just that sort of thing. One more. <laughs> Let's mention the fact that all these podcasts, and there are a lot of them. You know, in fact, they have a clip from something called Lady Gang. Uh, Lady Gang is another one. There's only there's three women. They make it even worse. And you, you notice a couple of things. One is everything's vapid. It's incredibly. There's nothing to any of these conversations. 
Um, it's not like you're picking up any any valuable information. It's just vapid. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing is, is that the voices all become one voice. Yeah. That's what kind of the run of the things about Sophia with an F is she, she really has a distinctively different voice because she's so precise in the way she pronounces words. And that could be because I believe she's from Argentina. John's got a crush on Sophia. Yeah. Right? No, actually, I think that I, I don't. <laughs> I just admire art. I really do. I admire artists. And, and I like to find this what I consider to be art. And everyone thinks, no, it's not. Uh, but it is. And uh, you made a compelling the, argument. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue <laughs> with you on it. But the, the, the point is, is that these voices all are the same. They're the same girl. They sound the same. They have the same cadence. They have the same kind of uh, squeakiness. They all say important instead well, of important. Well, you like to pick up it's, on people from the same milieu all talk the same. It's a milieu. Yeah, I agree. I want to play because you mentioned that Sophia says something on her podcast. Now I'm going to pronounce this wrong because you make me nervous, John, but the word important has two T's in it. Hmm. And what's interesting is Sophia says the word twice in the same sentence and uses, she takes out two different T's the different times she says it. All right. Listen to this. This shit is just not that important. I'm not that important. <laughs> is that amazing? Or proof. One more time, because this is a dynamite clip. This is a dynamite clip. This is a this is an artist at work. I think this was intentional. <laughs> now I see what John's talking about. This is the stuff I listen to and I don't realize, but I'm compelled by it. I pulled yeah. the clip. It's obviously good. This shit is just not that important. I'm not that important. Important. That's amazing. Wow. John, I'll send that to you if you want to play that uh, tomorrow on, on No Agenda for Adam. Sure he'd enjoy that. Yes, yes. Send me that clip because I actually will. I'll, I'll put it in. Awesome. Because it's, it's, it's really, really <laughs> wild. Now, I had one more. I had the, similar thing. I had to play this. Uh, this is another group called Lady Gang. And they're similar. It's the same thing. Three women sound exactly the same. They're in the same milieu. You can't tell one from the other, which really ruins the... I think it ruins the experiences. I don't know who's talking. Right, uh, I agree. It could be me, my ears. Maybe I'm old, and it, but it's like, like uh, casting directors know these rules. When you put a, a TV show together, and you have three sisters, and you have a, a producer that likes a certain kind of woman, has a certain kind of look, you have to make one sister a blonde, one a brunette, and one a redhead, or you're not going to be able to. The, viewers not going to know who the hell's talking who's the criminal or one's one's a black girl one's an asian yeah you know those sisters. So that, that's the that's the, <laughs> the absolute perfect way to do it if you can pull it off but it usually doesn't work with sisters <laughs> right now so i've got these these uh this group there's three women they're just yakking away about all kinds of stuff and they get they're all carried away about the fact that somebody did a tiktok video uh about how about making a hamburger where you dip the burger in some goo and you dip the the goo you dip the the goo covered burger into some potato chips and inside you got French fries and this is like the the whole discussion. Uh, huh? So I so let me play, just play this little series of clips. Let's start with the Lady Gang opener so we hear how the show starts. Okay, and I just want to point out Lady Gang podcast hosted by Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, 
and Jack Vanek. This is also an E show. These women are celebrities in their own right. And one of them is a journalist and one's a CEO and entrepreneur. And another mm-hmm. one was on some dancing. Yep. I, I forget. But anyway, so this is not just right. random nobodies. These are people who actually are on TV, personalities. Podcast One presents The Lady Gang, the Hollywood Girl Posse with Lady Gang Quickie. Here's Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, and Jack Vanek. Let's make this quick. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to The Lady Gang. I am back here with Jack and Kelty. Now, the Kelsey. Yeah. I thought it was Kelty, according to their website, but she says Kelsey. I found that to be peculiar. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to how this show goes. And here they are swooning over this Tic Tac one. Yes. There is a woman, and her name is Maddie Goetz. And she basically got super fucking viral famous off y- y- being Jack Vanek. What does that mean? She does food videos and she basically did a burger like Jack video. So she takes the burger, she gets sauce on the side. This is how Maddie eats her burger. (laughs) Sauce on the side, you take some of the fries, you stick them in the sandwich, normally like where Chip would go or whatever. And then the dips are on the side, you dip it in the sauce and then you dip the sauced side of burger in the potato chips and eat it. That's how she does her burger. And I feel like this is so close to the Jack sandwich that all this time you've been avoiding TikTok, you could have been famous for jacking the burger. Now, there was a gasp in there. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? (laughs) What the hell was that about? That's not that impressive. (laughs) Someone's famous on TikTok for that? Wow. (laughs) She was like, it was just like, so meanwhile... Then they. This is the end of that clip where they talk about. It gets really ridiculous here, and this is the uh, part two. Also, do I have to point out that putting fries on a burger is something Pittsburgh's been doing for decades? This is not a new concept. Oh no, it's nothing new. Yeah, that, that right. happens in every elementary school cafeteria. Well, that too. Everywhere in the fucking world. They're like, yeah. "Wow, what happened?" And then they dip the sauce, put the Doritos on the burger. Whoa. <laughs> Four million views of this burger eating. I mean, wow. to be honest, there's so much shit that goes viral on TikTok that this is something that deserved to go viral. So I applaud <laughs> this bitch. And I'm really pissed that I didn't think of it first. Oh, John, that's a dynamite clip. Wow. I had just the opposite thought. So this is the dingbat hour, you know, I mean, these three quasi celebrities of the lady gang. Uh, it's vapid. It, I mean, it, all, all these are vapid. It's just like, and they've got millions of listeners in many cases. Got it's it. just beyond me. I, 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 I understand the art part of it to a point, but the attraction and the, it's that the country's going to hell in a handbasket. You know what sucks about this, John, is that we're trying too hard. We're putting way too much work into our shows, preparation. We actually have thoughts and we can prove points with clips. Uh, yeah, I spent my night pulling clips. I should have spent it stuffing my face and talking about it. <laughs> John C. Dvorak from the No Agenda Show, and we've talked about it a lot here on Who Are These Podcasts. It is my favorite podcast. It's the best podcast in the universe. You talked about it a little bit. This is a show where you guys pull clips, media clips. You pull news, and then you analyze it. And you point out what's propaganda and some of the things that they're doing behind the scenes. I love it because you guys have an analysis that really is taking down the fourth wall to understand 
what these newscasters are actually trying to convey with their newscasts. And it's a brilliant show. All right. Thank you for the compliment. Yes. And so, Adam, thanks you. Yeah. So please, uh, we want to make sure that everyone goes and checks out the No Agenda Show. If you're not already an avid listener and a producer, as I am. And John, I want to thank you so much for your time. You pulled some clips. Oh, also, I got to point out, I love that on No Agenda, you're listening to podcasts and you're pulling clips of podcasts and you're playing them on No Agenda now. And I love that. So keep that up. That's amazing. Uh, well, yeah. We both try to do a little bit of that. We don't want to. We start, you know, some years ago, I wanted to do a segment. It was like about seven years ago. And I said, I'm the worst podcast in the world kind of segment, which was really impossible and because there is no such thing and uh and so i started playing just some openings and stuff and the first one i did was the morning stream and uh scott and the guys and it got a little irked by this but i didn't even know what podcast it was until after a while but it was because their opening was just very amateurish and i thought that would be weird and then adam talked me out of the segment i just stopped doing it now we only pull stuff out where we find in, po in podcast world, you find interviews with people saying things that they would never say on broadcast uh, networks because they think it's safe. And it's not. Pod many podcasts have bigger audiences than half the shows on MSNBC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So easily. they get themselves into trouble. So we're on the lookout for that stuff. Well, that's the reason why I asked you to come on. And I appreciate you doing this because I know you talked about you've always wanted to review podcasts. So hopefully... That was fun for you today. You got a little bit of that out of your system. Yeah, yeah. I, I realize now that I just don't have the, I don't have the mean-spirited black heart. <laughs> Nor should you. Job the way you guys do it. Uh, and I have to say, it's the problem that you guys have one of the best podcasts doing this sort of work. Critique. Uh, I don't know of any show that does it as well. High praise. Yeah, thank I'll you. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, uh, JCD. Anything else you want to promote? No, I think that's good. I think it would be good. We got a show tomorrow, noagendashow.com. I also do DH Unplugged, which is a stock market show analysis with Andrew Horowitz, and that comes out uh, every Tuesday. Excellent. Awesome. Great meeting you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, John. We'll talk All soon. Right, guys, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Hey, how about that, huh? That's cool. That was cool. That was fun for me. All I could think of when he was going on about Sophia was, do you remember when Homer was trying to make a grill? And he smashed it to 100 pieces, and he accidentally became a famous modern artist. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Is, that was his analysis of it. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. Croach, I am super excited that our show are. today is brought to you by Press House Coffee. Press House Coffee was started by two guys who love premium coffee, but not the uppity culture around it. Head Roaster Palu personally sources each bean and creates a unique roasting profile to highlight its unique flavors. Every bag is roasted to order, ground any way you'd like, and shipped to you within 72 hours for peak freshness. Whether you're looking for the best cup of familiar diner-style coffee you've ever had, or want to be amazed by the wild fruity notes coffee is capable of, you'll find something you love. We got a bunch of these. My wife and I have been enjoying this for the past week, and there are a few that I've really enjoyed, and it's just, it's very different than what you'd normally get. This is just pure coffee. These are just coffee beans. There's one, you're going to make fun of me. There's one I really enjoy. It's called Blueberry Muffin. Now, these are just coffee beans. These are not flavored coffees. But the Blueberry Muffin has vibrant blueberry notes from Ethiopian beans balanced with the coffees that deliver the warm and rich aromas of fresh baked goods. There's another one, Riley's Roast, where the beans come from Hawaii. 
It's got a spice smoke sweetness to it. There's a lot of them that I really enjoy. You should definitely check these out. And with a Roaster's Choice subscription, you can discover great coffees from around the world, one hand-selected bean at a time, delivered right to your door. Tell them what you think of each and get future selections curated just for you as they learn your favorites, or just let our roaster share whatever unique single origin bean he's most excited about right now. And that's what I did. I told him I'm, I'm into the medium roast, and they sent me a bunch of varieties I probably wouldn't have picked out that are delicious. Right now, because you are a WATP listener, get 20% off your first order and a chance to win a year of coffee free by using the promo code WATP at checkout. That's Press House Coffee. You'll see the link right in our show description and use WATP at checkout to get 20% off your first order. Please support the show by supporting Press House Coffee. Do I want to play any more of this Sophia with an F? I have so many fucking clips on here. I feel like I want to run through them real quick before yeah. we get into Let's hear it. all of the other important stuff that's going on in the WATP universe. So, so now this is the show that was Sophia's triumphant return to the world of podcasting. Yes. After all the call her daddy drama. Right. Now, one of the things that she was accused of is having her boyfriend, the HBO executive, give her counseling on how to renegotiate her contract. Yeah. And she says this is not true. And she has proof. I make all of my own decisions. I am the daughter of a single immigrant mother. Independence has literally been rooted in me since birth. Oh, she's the daughter of a single immigrant mother. Well, all right, case closed. Yeah. Sorry we even brought it up. Makes all the sense in the world. Not for nothing, but a lot of people actually bounce things off their significant other, especially important life decisions. Yeah. It's not a bad thing per se. Here's more on that. And believing a man has to help a woman to think for herself is misogyny 101, and I'm just not doing it anymore. Okay, I didn't understand that at all. It's misogyny 101 to believe that a man would help a woman make a decision. My yeah. wife helps me make decisions. You, it's not a... Your wife is a fucking misogynist. I guess so. It's misogyny 101. That's what I've been trying to tell you. This is this is an insane... Pr- I mean, she's an amazing artist. Yeah. What I meant is she's she's an amazing artist. Yeah, boy. Uh, she talks about how, because all of this news came out about how difficult she was to work with, mm-hmm. you know, Dave Portnoy and Alex Cooper really kind of threw her under the bus on all of this. So she talks about what she went through over the past few months. It is not particularly fun having thousands of people sending you step-by-step instructions on how to kill yourself. It's probably not fun to get those, but writing them is probably a lot of fun. I would think writing and sending them was where the fun comes in on that one. (laughs) Sophia announces that she has a new show format. It's not going to be like Call Her Daddy. There will be an interactive segment where I will answer your questions and read your wild stories, etc. And I know I will be bringing on guests. But by guests, I mean... Like my closest friends and family, maybe sprinkle in some of my ex-boyfriends. We could potentially talk about threesomes we've done. I don't know. What? It's called Guys We Fucked. It's been done. What the fuck kind of promo is that? (laughs) 
I might bring out my ex-boyfriend and we'll talk about some sex acts we did years ago. What the fuck cares? Who would do that? And why why would you answer that call? If you're if you got a text from your ex-girlfriend, it's like, hey Carl, wanna come on my show? We'll talk about the time we fucked in the woods with that other. Like, no, no, I no, I don't want to talk about that. What are you fucking talking about? Well, good news, Crush. If you're not attracted to that, there's uh, more to it. Oh, good. But we're going way, way beyond sex on this show because I know you guys have had 83 blowjob tips and you know how to suck dick underwater at this point. So this is the show format that got the millions of listeners and it was making $10 million a year, according to her, for Barstool. And she's saying, but we're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to talk about random nonsense. And I want to say, honey, that's a bad idea. Yeah. That's so, not a good... Just talk about blowing guys. Go back to that. The whole way you got famous right. was that. Yeah, it's like ESPN comes out, well, we're not going to do sports anymore. We're going to over sports. <laughs> yeah, it's like MTV is like, we're not going to play music video. Oh, wait. Yeah, well, and to your point, look how good they're doing. <laughs> not not that one. Yeah, they used to be a cultural touchstone. Now they're like, what? What show do they have that people watch on that network? Is it like 16 and pregnant or am I dating myself? That Yeah, even that show is like 20 it's years gone. old. It's gone, okay. I don't even know what people, why would anyone would watch? They don't even have Beavis and Butthead that's coming back. They don't know yeah. As far as I know, I think it's all like competition reality shows. <laughs> Old men talk about how MTV has gone downhill. I'm the next WATP. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know, when Carson Daly <laughs> had the top 20. Now, TLR, now that's a quality program. Yeah. Oh, right. Nothing about Mariah T- Carey. TRL. I just said TLR. TRL. All right, so... Uh, Sophia's going to give out some advice here. Oh, good. But like men, you guys have this shit so easy. (laughs) Women legit have to pretend that they just want to be single and fun forever. Yay. They have to pretend to be that way until they get knocked up. I'm being so dramatic, but it's serious. I don't think she should be giving out advice to anyone. I don't think she knows what the fuck she's talking about. Holy shit. That's, you know, a lot of times art is misinterpreted. Yeah. Raj. I have True. a whole new perspective on this now. Yeah. And she mentioned that she was the smart one and she was the brilliant one behind Color Daddy and the reason why I was successful. And you got to agree when you hear clips like this. Honestly, like, don't really believe in the marriage of construct, but I will probably end up doing it. She doesn't believe in the marriage of construct. You following that one, Crouch? Uh, this is a highly produced podcast that was well rehearsed, yeah. and she didn't fix that in post. Yeah, I mean, you could yeah. literally just take the words and move them and swap them around to make it the correct statement. The marriage of no, see, <clears throat> grammar is old school, man. She's on the new modern, yeah, <laughs> postmodern grammar. Weird for the sake of weird. I'm not making fun of John, by the way. I don't want anyone to think they're like, oh, John leaves the show that Carl's talking shit. I liked his take. It was well, interesting. He did call you a Nazi, so it's all... <laughs> That's a good fucking point! <laughs> he used the word Nazi. I don't think he called, I don't think he called us Nazis. Uh, by the way, I get ad reads, as you know. Mm-hmm. I never get fun ad copy to read like this. Sometimes you just need a box of jumbo tampons delivered ASAP because you are not trying to run errands bloated with cramps. Okay? Why don't I ever get that ad copy? I could see the WATP audience really responding to Carl's tampon tips. You know what I mean? All right. I just want to point out. And here's Crozier talk about heavy flow days. (laughs) I I just want to point out that this is the third 
show in a row that I've done talking about Sophia with an F. We're done talking about Sophia with an F. <sighs> I Andy teased it last week. I went on Drew and Mike and talked about it with them. Yeah. A lot of clips on Drew and Mike, different clips than what we just played. We're doing it again here. It's too much. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. this was a big deal that she finally dropped her podcast. Yeah. But we're maybe making too big of a deal of it. I think it's time for everyone's uh, second favorite segment of the show. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. SDR is a show that we've reviewed on this podcast. Ralph Sutton is a host. Yeah. Ralph Sutton has been on WATP along with Big J Okerson. This is the Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll show. This is. Okay. Yeah. And they had Sebastian Bach. Heyo. Former lead singer of Skid Row Ugh. is on. I remember. You want to keep going? <laughs> you remember him? I Sebastian do. Bach is talking about how Rob Helford, Judas Priest fame, yeah. does not do vocal exercises to warm up. That he's blown he's blown away by this. Yeah. And Big J Okerson, being a comic, decides to make a joke. And uh <clears throat> our buddy Sebastian's not having it. And Halford tells me that he doesn't warm up, which just shoots everything I just fucking said huh. out out the window. But I don't know if he's kind of embellishing the truth a little because how cool would that be? You know, oh, yeah. I don't need I don't need any of that shit. It's like, His exercise is probably something gay. He doesn't want to tell you because <laughs> <laughs> you got to gargle jizz. But I'm not. I don't want to have to tell you that, Sebastian. Man, could you not fucking wreck this interview? Like seriously. Like, Rod Halford's a friend of mine. He's a genius. Yeah, so spare the fucking comments, because I'm not posting that, that's for sure. You can, you don't have to post that part. I think he's coming on next week, by the way. We just spoke to him. I just spoke to him today. I think he's coming Maybe out. Maybe you Rob. should skip those kind of comments. After that, so Sebastian got really upset with them for making a, a gay reference and a yeah. joke. Now, hold on. Sebastian Bach, the guy who famously wore the shirt, AIDS kills fags dead that's sebastian bach say what now he's the guy that's oh my god you made a joke about a gay oh that's sebastian okay. about a friend of mine sorry go ahead sorry Just... that's unacceptable after that happened yeah he totally shut down yeah. they talked for another minute or so and then he just turned off his camera and left the interview yeah. so he abandoned the interview because yeah. big j okerson tried to make a jizz gargling joke uh. about vocal warm-ups yeah sebastian was not having it by the way, Bag of Schmidt's the one who turned me on to this. So thank you very much, Bag of Schmidt, in the Discord. I appreciate it. So then they have Rob Helford on less than a week later <laughs> and break down this incident for Rob. Yeah. Tell him the entire story. Here's what happened. Here's what I said. Here's how he responded to it. And this is Rob's response to that. Three things. Um, I, I, I did a Zoom with Sebastian the other day. And it was typical Sebastian. He couldn't get the, the Zoom to work. <laughs> and he had, that thing where you, he had that thing where you put your face right up against the camera and you're looking up his nostril <laughs> and you're screaming at his wife and you're screaming at his kids. And it's completing it to pandemonium and we're trying to make it connect. And it did connect. And we had a, we had a, great, we had a great conversation because I've known him forever. And he is a, is a, he is a terrific guy. He's, he's so much fun. Uh, the second thing is, I don't gargle, I swallow. Oh, <laughs> and damn. And the third thing is, I've always wanted to be roasted. I've always wanted to be roasted at a comic roast. Yeah. So if you guys want to, at some point when this pandemic is over, if you can put me in that roast chair. I can definitely help you. We can help oh, that. Buddy, we can that definitely help. Definitely we can definitely make that. Definitely I, would, I would love that. 
So clearly he was deeply offended by this joke. Thank God Sebastian Bach stood up for him. Yeah. For his buddy. Oh my God. Because God forbid someone would make a gay joke about Rob Helford. This guy has a great sense of humor. That's so He funny. wants to be roasted. Yeah. And so points to Rob Helford. Yeah. I've never liked the guy more after hearing that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Boy, Sebastian Bach's a dickhead. Who fucking knew? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Croge, you brought some clips on Stuttering John. We were talking just for a second before the show started. Yeah. About how you just tuned into an episode and there was just too much to talk about. You had to pull clips. His show's been pretty bad lately. and But he was doing a beer in the balcony and I'm yeah. like, all right. And he, he brings up WATP a little bit and I'm like, well, I'll listen to it. I'll just take a couple clips and then I'll go on to something else. Because I don't want to, I don't want to show up with fifteen stuttering John clips like I always do. Yeah. Because what the fuck? Right. And, it's too much. Oh my fucking god, he was on point, and by on point, I mean he was worse than ever. But in all the ways we love, you know what I mean? There was no politics. There was no fucking right. bullshit. It was all just a plus plus stuttering John bullshit. Well, in that case, I guess we got to do it. <laughs> Before we hit your tracks, Mm -hmm. I do want to play the cockroach saga. (laughs) I'm documenting this because I think it's important that this goes down. God, every time I say the word important now. Uh, Seriously, I I get like, oh, I don't think I did that right. Uh, Damn it. I think this is, uh, what's what's a synonym for important? I think this is... Uh, you just got a picture of those T's. Fuck you. Exactly positioned. Uh, I hate everybody. I hate everyone. Oh, I grew up in Syracuse. I know how to speak English. That's right. Congratulations. Yeah, I learned from Scorch. <laughs> these first three clips... I'm going to run through these real quick. These first three clips are from the same episode. This is when he first discovered the cockroach and freaked out in the middle of an interview with somebody. Uh, got another, is there another cockroach invading your space there? This is unbelievable. That's, I mean, I have never had a live cockroach in this house since I bought it three or four years ago. And just now, I have had two. Oh, man. Well, I hope I'm not, I'm not uh, bringing a plague upon you or something here. I think it's because I opened this window. I have to close it. As Chrissy Mayer would say, oh, there's a cockroach in your apartment? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. This is from the same episode. I, you know, it's so funny because I, because they just told me that the place below me, has cockroaches, so they have the sprayer come. I go, well, I, be- I I live above them, so you might as well have them come spray in mine. Sure. And sure enough, boom, three big-ass cockroaches, big ones, like this big. So we've already documented this, but it's just funny that he's never seen a cockroach before, but there was a guy who was going to come to spray for cockroaches. He's like, yeah, yeah, why don't you hit my place, too, while you're yeah. here? He's and, never even seen one before. And other than these five enormous ones that I just told you about <laughs> and the 15 I haven't told you about yet, yeah. I haven't seen any. He's up on the, the second or third floor of his apartment complex and it's because the window's open. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I never had this happen to me ever. This is hysterical. Yeah. It's hysterical. All right. So then the next week people are asking him about his cockroach problem. And he starts claiming that they went away on their own. Haven't seen any cockroaches since that one time. I didn't even get an exterminator. I had an exterminator. He said, eh, I wouldn't worry about it if you haven't had any, like, you know, before. So right now, I look around. I haven't seen any since. Ah, he looked around. So, yeah, m- must be fine. Another troll asked him about it. Trailer Park Todd. John, did you get rid of the cockroaches yet? Well, 
like you know what i have to be you know i think what really happened what really happened? i haven't seen another one since sure mm, i never course. saw a live one even before this oh we saw dead ones <laughs> okay. inside the house so I, I don't know the only thing that i could think of is that i brought the last three or four boxes from royce's arcade and they were first at my ex in my ex-wife's garage and the only thing I could ascertain is that maybe there were a few cockroaches in the box and they came out of the box. Fortunately for him, cockroaches do not multiply. So if you just yeah. have four that come into the house, you take care of those four, yeah, we're good well. to go. So that's that's great. Then he's out on his balcony a week after that and his cat jumps in his lap. We've documented this, but I just love playing it here. Yeah. Here's this again. Like He'll stay here as long as I pet him. That's Magneto. But... This is this is the cockroach killer. Ugh. This is the this is this fight. No no mouse is coming in. This is a feral cat. You could tell he kind of freaked out on himself. Like shit. Why did I say that? Mm -hmm. Change the story. Change the story. So the cat's named the cockroach killer, which tells me there's probably more than just those four cockroaches he saw that one day yeah. while interviewing somebody on YouTube Live. Here's the brand new clip that gives us another update on it. Ooh. Somebody says to John, "You should change your background out." You know, he's he's got that living room background yeah, yeah. behind him. Change it out. And John slips up here. I want you to pay careful attention to him slipping up, catching himself mid-word and trying to change the subject. Ian Harrison, John, take a, a COVID vacation, a.k.a. change your background. Uh, you want me to change my background? Okay. Okay. Oh, I just heard something. I hope it's not a cockroach. Okay. I'm going to change my background. Let's see what I can do. Is that hilarious? Uh, he has a cockroach infestation. He's a filthy fucking apartment with a yeah. cockroach. Just admit it. This lie is not working for you. You keep oh. slipping up. God damn. By the way, speaking of that, so we've documented he has a green screen now because there's so many boxes and shit. Yeah. It looks gross. So he put a green screen up. So it looks like he's in, it's the funniest background. It's awful. Yeah. It's this, this living room with a piano in the corner, this huge living room. And he says this. Yeah, New York City skyline. I don't know. I like this. This is like my old, it's like my old mansion I had in Calabasas. Uh, Pretty much looks like it. Yeah. So what's funny about this is I do this show with Vinny called The Creep Off, and we do a YouTube video show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he decided to put up a green screen behind him and had the exact same living room as Centering John. I was like, that's so funny. How did you find that? He goes, oh, I just did a Google image search for living room, and it was the first result. Yeah. And John's going, yeah, I picked this because it's just like the house I used to have. This guy cannot stop lying. Yeah. Every word out of his mouth is a fucking lie. It's amazing. It's it really amazing. Is. All right, Crouch. What do you got, buddy? Um, so John starts off the show by having a shitload of trouble with his equipment, his phone. <laughs> and so say. this is a compilation. Now, I normally use a ding as my like edit sound, but his phone is making all the ding sounds. So the horn is my edit sound, but every other sound is from him and from his show. I didn't sweeten this, just the horn to show you where my edits are. So 15. Okay. There she is, here's my baby. There she is, the beautiful and funny Monique from Radio Gunk. Hi. How are you, sexy? Good. Can you hear me okay? Creep. I can hear you fine, baby. Of so course, someone's I... calling me. Uh, you know, you know, she got to she can't call me when I'm doing a show. Like, I yeah, like... <laughs> you should just I mean, disconnect. You, you know, yeah. 
she just can't stop it. it. It's, you know, she's, you know, she's a friend of mine, but, you know, I, I guess she can't figure out how to get on to this show. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know why the hell this happens. People call me when I'm doing a show. Does that happen to you? No, because I shut my phone off. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Monique. Yeah. I, I want to point something out. Monique from Radio Gunk has reached out to us. Yeah. She'd love to be a part of some of these shows that we do with like with Brent Hatley and stuff. I think we got to get Monique on the show. She's funny. she's still talking to Stuttering John. Why is she doing? Does she have no regard for her time? Why well, is she doing yeah. this? It kills me that it's the, the person that is texting him is the, it's the shithead. I know. I can't believe someone's calling me during my show. Like, John, yeah. no one knows when your show is. And then his phone dings, and he's like, unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Someone's texting me during these magical hours. Like, no, you have a phone, <laughs> and someone texted you, you asshole. Turn the fucking ringer off. Could you imagine? Do you think all of his friends have in their calendar when he's doing his show? Yeah. That's not how we operate, Donnie. Oh, it's so fucking It's up crazy. to you to make sure your phone doesn't go off during the fucking show. Yeah. You moron. Oh, it's wild. All right, let's, let's so, fly through this. Next one up is two listeners, and then the, the one listener has a joke that John totally mangles, but there you go. Vinny uh, Paulino, do you know Artie Fletcher? If so, any good stories? I don't, I don't know him. Joe, Joe's brother, $5. Thanks. Please do a guzzle and congratulate Kimberly, Kimberly N., Wenley on her engagement to Ira Gretlight. Here you go. Kimberly and Wendy. Uh, and Ira Gretlight. School. Yeah, I got Ira Gretlight. Ira Gretlight. Which is good. <laughs> I think it was like a Kimberly N-word or something like that. It was that. Kimberly N-word. So th that was actually Andy who did that. Oh. He, he told me last night at band practice. Oh. He goes, Carl, I put in a super chat. I don't even know if it worked. I had a bail on the show. I couldn't wait a lot. I couldn't wait Hold to see the me fuck on. So Joe's brother in the chat was actually <laughs> Joe's brother? Oh, that fucks me up. Dude. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. So Vinny Paulino's in there. I got to hear that one again at the, at the end. What did, what did he say? Kimberly and Wendy. Uh... And I regret life. <laughs> I regret life. So he said, uh, what Andy told me last night is that he put in Kimberly N-wordly. Because, <laughs> of course, she, she said that we were working N-wordly or acting N-wordly. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, that's fucking funny. Uh, wow. So Monique doesn't. <laughs> I regret life. How is he reading that? That is funny. Did he yeah. work on the Howard Stern show? Ugh. It's almost oh. like he's not so bright. That's so, a dynamite clip, Crouch. Ah, thank you. Dynamite. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you to Joe's brother. Yeah. Um, so Monique doesn't like to show her face. No, she doesn't. And it's, you know, look, it's it's a crazy world out there. And to be a woman on the internet, especially with the Howard Stern fans, I can see maybe where she's coming from. So I think John lied to her to get her to show her face. And then, so she turns the camera off and then John tweaks out. So this is a whole saga. Here's the, the next one. Is this your Patreon? Is that what we're doing? Uh, this is, uh, this is, no, this is just beer on the balcony. I mean, I'm just telling people that, you know, they could become, this is the last one I'll do. That's for everybody. Then after that, it's only, you know, it's only to my Patreon people. Okay. So, so. you realize I'm actually just showing my face, which, you know, I hate. So. You look great. 
so you know me i have to like uh you have nothing to you know you know you have nothing to worry about why'd you just take yourself off because I, you know i hate showing myself on air why you oh, look great even it's, I know that. It's not about what she looks like. It's not about looking great, right. asshole. It's about having a little bit of privacy. Right. You fucking deceived her into, oh, come on my Patreon. Oh, by the way, this isn't my Patreon. This is going up to public. What an asshole. Everybody's going to see you. So then John turns into, if, from what my female friends tell me, is every guy on the internet ever. Oh, my God, send me some pics. Oh, my God, turn your camera on. Oh, my God, you got to send. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so fucking creepy. Put yourself back up there. Come on. Uh, Come on. I fine. I promise you, as a heterosexual man, I do you. Oh, you look oh, great. That, thanks. I, I needed that. I needed that uh, that verification. That No, I'm just telling you that you look really cute, so please. Oh, first off, and this is, this is a little bit uncomfortable. Monique does not look great. <laughs> we can all agree on that. And uh, even if that wasn't the case, maybe she's okay with her okay, looks. She's fine. But she bashes people for a living, as I do. Yeah. And you don't want to get your face out there too much because people get pissed off at you. I get it. Sure. But that her value is because John yeah. wants to have sexual relations with her. Like, and I'm not the guy to call misogyny. That's the most misogynistic shit since Carl's wife that I've ever fucking heard. That's crazy shit, dude. No, no, no. You're totally worth something because I deem you worthy of my penis. By the way, John hasn't had an erection without medical help in like 20-something years, and he talks about it openly. Who the fuck would give a shit about, oh my God, you're going to take a pill and an hour later you're going to fuck me? Great. I can't fucking wait. Knock some cockroaches out of your fucking bed and let's get busy. <laughs> You you reminded me the other day. This is the guy who was writing a book about his dating life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. This is a. This is obviously this was sent down from the gods of WATP to make our show way better than it should be. Yeah. And like this I said, can't be real. I couldn't turn this off. So John flips out. He gets honestly a little aggressive and is like, "No, you need to turn the camera on." So John he gets what he wants. He gets the prey. She turns the camera on, and then John does this. Now, Heather. Heather. Now, Monique. Who's Heather? Who's Heather? No, that's the girl that keeps on texting me. Who's Heather? Please. Oh, he's being distracted by his phone. He called her the wrong name. Then he calls her Heather after saying how great she is to look at. After badgering her for minutes, turn on your camera. I need to see you. Turn on your camera. I want to see you. You look great. I want to have sex with you. By the way, Heather, we got, oh, I'm sorry. Did I call you Heather? I meant to say Monique. Wow. Because I'm totally with it. So listen, you guys love to talk about banging. Let's talk about banging. This is Monique describing an interview that she had on the show. uh, Number 20. I'm dying because I can't even believe it's true, but that Jeffrey Epstein was so obsessed with Howard that he um, he used to have him followed, number one, and number two, that he um, allegedly had sex with Allison. Oh! With so, Allison's turn? Yes. Yes. So she had an interview on her show. Jeffrey Epstein, the famous dead pedophile, had sex, supposedly, according to Monique, with Allison Stern, Howard Stern's ex-wife. Okay. Okay. This is John's response to that, his immediate response. This is the next thing out of his mouth. 
boy, and I was unhappy that my uh, future wife had sex with Adam Sandler, but Jeffrey Epstein, oh, God, that, that takes the cake. The price is wrong, bitch. God, he had to make it about himself and how amazing he is. So we get this crazy allegation of Allison Stern had sex with Jeffrey Epstein, and the next thing out of his mouth is, my ex had sex with somebody famous too. Isn't that fucking great? What a lunatic. Which is so weird. So then they back up for a minute and then they react to the interview where Jeffrey Epstein plus Allison Stern. Well, hey, look, first of all, it's not you that's saying it. It's this guy who, who has the book, correct? Totally. I have, yeah, this is, listen, this is just an interview. So all of this is allegedly, I, you know, I, I couldn't believe the Allison thing. You'll hear me like go absolutely dead silent when he tells it to me how about instead of going dead silent you say that's some crazy ass bullshit yeah. what proof do you have do you have any evidence, evidence of this claim any of this you're saying some crazy shit what do you got to she, back this up she, so then we go back to john's ex because of course we do because what else would you possibly talk about now listen i want you guys to listen to this okay very carefully what john is trying to say is i'm not jealous those are the three words he's trying to say. Okay. Tell me if you've ever heard any human being ever in the history of fucking language have more trouble saying one three-word sentence than what he is trying to say. But, but even with me, like, you know, with my ex-wife, like, I don't, I don't particularly, like, care who she's having sex with. Like, like to me, it's like, you know, you know, you know, that, you know, you know, I, you know, I, you know, that I've crossed that bridge. It's over. Everything's amicable. And then we, and then we both, you know, moved on. I personally am not jealous, but I... wow. And I didn't fuck with that. He that malfunctioned is... right there. His brain malfunctioned. That was nine you knows in one sentence. That. Holy shit! Wow. And then, of course, like later on, he then goes back to Adam Sandler for some reason. Oh no! Is this his claim to fame now? Yeah. That his ex-wife. Had sex with Adam Sandler and, before they were married? And check the context of it. Wow, John, the biggest revelation here is that your ex-wife banged Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's in my book. We all went to NYU together. And, and, she, and, and she did it to get back at her boyfriend who cheated on her. But I don't care. He was a nobody then, so it's not like she was, like, star-effing or anything. But I, you know, I cared then. I'm like, damn it. Every time this movie would do better, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm going to... <laughs> so in other words he's super jealous every time his movie would do better than what than stuttering john's movie what's he talking about <laughs> so john's ex-wife yes we fucking talk about her all the time and we talk about her family's health and like where specifically the family members are located a lot of information about this woman who isn't asking to be part of the public conversation you know what i mean now we're getting into her college sex life. Right. Like, let's talk about who she slept with before I even met her and the fact that she was a fucking wreck of a human being who was sleeping with dudes to get back at other dudes. Like, are you trying to say that she wouldn't want this out on the internet for everybody to uh, ingest? Is that what you're trying to say? Why? Why does this exist? Why are we talking? And it's like, you know, again, 30, 35, maybe 40 years after the fact that we're yeah. talking about this. Like... Dude, maybe let your ex-wife like have a little bit of privacy. Also, like, how little does Stuttering John have going on in his life 
that the hot goss he's bringing up is something that happened at NYU in the mid 80s. Yeah, no shit. That's the hot goss we're talking uh, about. I'm uh, over it, John. What's going on in your life now? You're the building manager. You want to talk about that a little bit? And it all came about from a child molester. Oh, child molesting? Well, let me tell you about my ex. Like, no, no, hold on. <laughs> please don't. Dude, please slow don't. Down. So he gets into the Reddit thing, and it's like, all right. Let's listen to it. We're not going to learn anything, but here it is. What's going on? Can we address the elephant in the room about this this whole fucking thing with those um, those people who do that other podcast who were like accusing you of shit on Reddit? Like, what was that all about? Can you address that? Well, I don't like to mention them because it's I punchy. didn't, but I didn't. No, and I appreciate it. But what lies are they saying now? Uh, something about how you were posting about the suicide prevention hotline in regards to them. I you know, never ever did that. So she has the accusation all wrong. She's like, oh, you're posting about this. So then this just launches this crazy straw man defense because he just he hears this one nugget that's like incorrect mm-hmm. and then he can be like oh no i never did that that's complete bullshit and he's right because that's not what he did you know what i mean what he right. actually did is different than that but so let's hear all the straw man bullshit well it's all over reddit and somebody posted I, it on my forum I so never, I, I never posted anything about the suicide prevention hotline <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about i just know that it was on the it was on the website and uh people were talking about it do these twittiots ever, ever tell the truth about me? I mean, the other one is I never pay child support, which is like... Yeah, that's a big like, one. Like, I don't know where this comes from. It's just all lies. That's a big one. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, that's... Uh... All right. So again, he's denying stuff that's not really part of the conversation. What he is doing is reporting people right. for, uh, you know, whatever. So disparaging remarks. And my favorite part, there's always a part of the of old detective movies or shows, you know, like the Columbo, Perry Mason, that He's shit. He's going to talk long enough and they incriminate themselves. Yeah, and they always bring up something. Yeah. Oh, see, I never said the murder was with a knife, but you knew that it was stabbed. You yeah. know what I mean? There's always this thing. Yep. So here's more denial. John's sponsor strikes back. Stop filing fake abuse claims on Reddit, you drunk old bitch. <laughs> okay. Now let's address another bullshit thing. I've never filed anything on Reddit. So who's ever filing it is not me. And I swear on my life, it is not me. And I have nothing to do with that. Just because people come out in defense of me doesn't mean that I have anything to do with it. So shut the fuck up. Come here, Oh my god. Just because people come out in defense of me doesn't mean it was me. People just come to my defense because I'm such a lovable fan. I don't even guy. know what you guys are talking about, but yeah, I can imagine that somebody might be coming to my defense and reporting things and getting people banned from Reddit. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, yeah. though. Yeah. That is a good catch, Crouch. Yeah. That's a good catch. What a fucking asshole. I just want to point out, maybe it's because I'm a host of WATP. Yeah. When people are asking questions like that, it's compelling. He should stop having these retards on who talk about the election. (laughs) And he should start having just reading trolls comments to him talking about WATP and the goings on. Yeah. That's Uh, that's fun. 
I could listen to this stuff all day. I thought you brought too many clips, but now I, I think it's just right. I, I told you it's gold, man. So then, so Monique tries to tell a story, but then John interrupts. Okay. Um, I can't remember what the word is for them, but Billy Joel had this group of guys that he used for forever. Was it the N word? Is that the one she forgot? And um, and then he just decided one day, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want you guys anymore. And these are guys that had been with him for like. 30 years and the he ceremony just guy had sex with one of the girls that was his backup singer i can't even imagine see okay so there you go see so you had sex with a girl who was a backup singer in billy joel it's like jeffrey epstein having sex with fucking allison right both fabricated and <laughs> she is midway yes. trying to tell a story and he, he says about wait yep. hold on I got laid in 1987. <laughs> Don't you want to fucking hear about that? And then the story continues. Because she but, likes but, but here's Stern. the Howard Stern connection. Oh, geez. The night that we did the house party on the Channel 9 show with Howard Stern, my band played, and I had two backup singers. One of them white, the other African-American. That night... I bang the African-American. Oh, God. Hey, what a weird fucking brag. What a weird flex that is. You got your dick wet 34 years ago. Congratulations. What are we, do what are we fucking doing here? <laughs> why, Seriously. Why is he bragging about that? And, he, and you heard him interrupt her again. She goes back to try to finish the anecdote she was working on. He's like, but hold on. Don't you want to hear about my story? No, we don't fucking care. We I want to point out. Care. I want to point out that sleeping with a girl who's in your band is not difficult. <laughs> wow. Hey. <laughs> All right. Wow, that's fun. And that's then fun there's one. There's uh, there's a tiny little thing I can identify with John about. You know, this is where I listened to my tunes the other night. I listened to Van Halen and cried. You know, not like bawling. Put tears out of my eyes, and I'm not afraid to ever say that I cry because I do. Now, listen, I had to listen to about two hours of the David Lee Roth podcast, <laughs> and I cried my fucking brains out, dude. That shit sucked. That was a hard was night. Going. I knew where he was going with that one. <laughs> it was rough, dude. It was. It was one of those <laughs> nights that, like, I I try not to look back on too often. Croge is not a fan of Van Halen. I just want to point that out to everybody. I'm just saying, I, I get what David Crosby's saying. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying I understand. Yep. Let's take a sentimental journey with Ringo and John. Gonna make a sentimental journey to renew old memories. So, yeah. I used to record both. I, I recorded both of my albums. One in... Um, Ben Salem and the other in Conshohocken. I used to drive after the Stern show out to Ben Salem and, and Conshohocken and record until like three in the morning, take a, like a two hour, like an hour nap and then drive into, to get back on the Stern show in time. I will tell you that the guy who produced that song not only mixed my album, but he produced Don Henley's albums and he told me Don Henley was the biggest prick in the world. It's like Nancy Sirianni Martling banged uh, Roger Glover from Deep Purple. But Jackie never cared. You know, it was like, hey, what do I care? It's a good musician. 
Oh, just hours of him talking about the good old days. Jesus Christ. And one story is more boring than the next. Let me tell you about the town in Pennsylvania that I used to drive to. Don't you want to hear about it? And he goes on about what exit it's off of, and it's fucking crazy. I only got two more for you. One is just a cat. This is just Monique. I might sound like that sometimes. Yeah, I just dropped that in anywhere. <laughs> okay. Now, this is, I call rich man, poor man. This is a rich man who's pissed off that he hasn't got any $4.95 super chat. <laughs> He's not a rich man, obviously. Like, I don't, like, you know, and I pay my child support. So I don't, you know, like, I'm pretty much living mortgage-free, you know. I get a pension, and... Thanks to all the super chats and everything else that helped me out, you know, <laughs> which on. I haven't got one this freaking show. It helps well, me out on like, uh, like on buying new equipment for the show. <laughs> now, by this the is way, Patrick Michael level. Yeah. And by the way, I'm doing great, man. I got a pension. I'm, I'm living mortgage free. Everything's fine. But do you, got, do you mind if I take the cans and bottles before I go? Because I could really use those nickels. I mean, I'm doing great, though. My life is fucking awesome. But there's like 50 cents here, 55 cents that I could really use. I have one more clip of Stuttering John. This is a long segment, but worth it, I would say. Yes. Stuttering John sometimes reads comments that he doesn't understand. And those are always my favorite times on his show. Supervised visitation. Thanks for the five bucks. Why should, who should be the new review girl now that Vic is gone? Casey, <laughs> Teresa, or Michelle? I don't know what that means. I'm sure it's something inside, but whatever. I bet it has something to do with WITP. So Anthony Cumia's show. On Thursday. Had Chad Zumach on. Really? This saga continues, everybody. And Anthony talks about how he had an appearance on our show that was very controversial. Yeah. All right. Before I get into those clips, Anthony gave us a nod that is very impressive. I'm listening to that podcast because, by the way, go to Who Are These Podcasts. They're great, guys. And it's just so fucking funny. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Um they really grabbed Jocktober and ran with it. And I love it. I love that they're doing that. They, they're taking these horrific shows and picking them apart. And they're not lazy about it. I love the clips they use. They take, uh, you know, they do sound effects. It's, it's like the old soundboard we used to have and shit on the ONA show. They use that. They have so the Brother Man, Brother Man song. And then the uh, for stuttering John. <laughs> To tequila, it makes me laugh every fucking time. Every fucking time. Nice. So he says we got Chad Zumach coming on the show, and he does a two-hour show from 4 to 6 Eastern time. Uh -huh. Chad's scheduled to come on at 5, so he's got a whole hour to talk about the fact that Chad will be coming on the show, and he starts with this. Dude, I am going to lace into this motherfucker. <laughs> I am lacing into him. Evan. He was on Who Are These Podcasts? And he's defending Stuttering John to the hilt. He's shitting on Chrissy. He's shitting on other uh, shows that, uh, who are these podcasts, ripped apart, which is fine. I got, got no qualms about that. I, whatever, who are these podcasts are great. They, they honestly assess a lot of these fucking shows. So I love that he's got a guest coming on. He's already pissed at him yeah. for his performance on this show, specifically sticking up for Stuttering John. That was a very controversial thing that Chad did. Yeah. Whether it was calculated or not, 
He's got everyone talking about it. Isn't that amazing? Saying that you like centering John is the most controversial thing you can say on the internet right now. Of all the things you can say, there's a show called Maps IRL that's about child molesters and the children they molest, and more people are talking about Chad Zubak sticking up for stuttering John. Yeah. I wish I was making this up. That's what makes it funny. All of this is true. All right. Here's more about uh, Anthony's fired up for this interview. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on Chad because I have a problem with Chad. He's been on the show before. I love him. I've hung out with him. He's a fun, funny guy. But I will not let him get away with sticking up for stuttering John without <laughs> explaining to me some kind of ulterior motive to why he was kissing that fucking unfunny asshole's ass. Hole. I got to go with you on that. <laughs> Dude, have you ever heard a guest who's going to be on a show and the host is like, this guy's got some splaining to do to me. I'm fucking pissed at this guy. Like, whoa. That's a weird way to start off an interview. And he goes on to explain that Stuttering John is a bitter a-hole. Yeah. No, well, we'll talk to him and see what the fuck. Because I can't imagine anyone that I want to have a conversation with at any moment actually thinks Stuttering John's a good guy. <laughs> no, he's mean. He's bitter. He says the what you he could say like John, I don't think um I don't think one of your jokes landed on uh, the last show you did. Fuck you, I hope you die. Fuck your mother's rotten in a grave. I fucking hate you. Don't say you're like Jesus Christ this guy's fucking bitter. Uh, yes. Yeah. This is a very good observation by Anthony Cumia. He's off the handle for, like, no reason. It yeah. takes very little to set this guy off. And then Dave Landau says something. Now, Dave Landau, and we tried to have him on the show a couple times. I'm glad that it didn't work out because he's not a guy who's going to roast people and bash people. He's a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. And it's you never hear him say a bad thing about anybody. But he says something that goes with the clips that you were just playing about John bragging about having sex with these chicks. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know a girl that he's like, I had sex with her, and then he just, he never had, he never ever met her, really. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was like, what what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, what? Likes talking. It's like, what, it's like you just pulled up on your moped and we're all going to be impressed by it. You're an adult yeah. lying about fucking a woman. Yeah. You want to, you want to, you want to, four unlawful carnal knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> So Dave Landau was saying that Suttering John's lying about people he had sex with. Yeah. Which is a very high school-esque thing to do. That checks out. Well, you wouldn't know her. She goes to a different school. Yeah. yeah. And then E-Rock, who's the producer of the show, chimes in to remind Anthony about this. <laughs> That's what John is when uh, he's going off. He's like, if he said that, he's, gonna, he's threatening lawsuits oh, yeah. and death and whatever. Then he finds out, oh, he didn't say that, so we're good. He <laughs> did that, yeah. He had some... Uh, he thought I had talked about his kids um, in, in one of the last breaks. You don't ever go at anybody's I don't place. do that. I don't give a fuck. And then he he's like, well, if he did... And then he did an, a half hour long if he did about what he would say, what he would do, what a piece of shit I am. Yeah. And then a, a couple of days later, he's like, well, I found out it was just fans fucking me. But so, yeah. so forget about that. Like You did a half hour on what a piece of shit I am off of if he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody in the chat. Somebody in the chat's like, oh, yeah, uh, he also said your mom was ugly. Yeah, I know. You know? And, and sorry, John lost it. Yeah. He's like, I'm, next time I'm in New York, I'm going to murder this guy. <laughs> and then two days later, I said some things about Anthony. I, you know, I, I guess he's a good guy. 
Ugh. People like Anthony don't forget things like that. Yeah. It's a little bit disturbing. So they're talking about this whole controversy, and our friend Chrissy Mayer calls into the show. Chrissy Mayer? Hi. Hi. <laughs> you know, I'm not really comfortable with you guys sitting on Stuttering John. He did retweet me once. <laughs> he did retweet you, and it's only, only once. He only dabbles in tweets. I understand uh, that. Oh, my God. Yeah, Chad is the biggest Stuttering John apologist. There is. That's the worst um, kind of apologist. Yes, even worse than Nazi. <laughs> I love, I love what Suttery John has become. Oh, it makes me so happy. It's amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? And this is a brilliant observation that they have on the show. I, I had to point out. Stuttering John said the same thing of me. He also thought that I like was talking shit about his kids. Okay, yeah. I think you're confused. <laughs> He gets that psycho thing where he just makes up these allegations and and then completely believes them without anything. Like his own insane mind concocts these things and then he responds like they really happened. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. almost like how OJ thinks he didn't kill Nicole. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, John should write a book. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, maybe Chrissy didn't say anything about my kids. What if she had? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. That's so funny. Yeah, that's a good observation. And then this is an interesting piece of information that I think our listeners will enjoy. So I'm, I'm very suspect of Chad oh. because he just sent me a message a couple of days ago like, hey, you know, let's be cool. Like, let's uh, let's stop feuding. Like, almost uh, like a white flag of a message. Uh, isn't that interesting? Chad was on this show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Bashing Chrissy Mayer. Yeah. He did not bashing have her. many kind words. It was over the top. Yeah. yeah. He started his own segment. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, we weren't even doing Chrissy Mayer. Right. He, got, he didn't even know I had clips. I happened to have clips, but he didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> he just started bashing her out of nowhere. All right, so this is Chad Zumach is now the guest on the Anthony Kubia show. Mm -hmm. He's zooming in from Florida, and this is how they introduce him. A friend of mine. I call Chad a friend, of course. Uh, but we're going to have to discuss a few things today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> stuttering Chad Zumach. Here he is. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So Chad's got some splaining to do. So here Holy we go. Shit. Here's the explanation for why Chad came on WATP to say that Stuttering John's a good guy. Chad, look, you know I love you, man. We, we hang out. I, you're a, a really funny, good guy. But I got to tell you, when you were on Who Are These Podcasts, and you were, for some unknown reason, I don't know, maybe like the Wrath of Khan, Stuttering John put a bug in your ear, and, and you couldn't deny him. You were kissing his ass when no ass kissing is needed or deserved, by the way, by the likes of a Stuttering John. Would you care to explain your position? I would love to talk to you about this. Here's the problem. I have a trolling problem. It is a pro I need help. I need help when it comes to trolling. I Troll is anonymous, ago, I, I, something like that. The seven, seven uh, or is it 12-step? Oh, I only did seven. It's a 12-step plan for trolling. Yeah, you need that, don't you? Two years ago, I was trending in America, the nation, for trolling Patton Oswald, saying he may or may not have killed his wife. So mm. ever since then... I know I, I need to calm down, and that's all that was. So this was all calculated. He was going to come on and troll WATP and our listeners 
with this whole thing. The Centering John's a great guy. Wow. Are you buying this, Croge? That is some weird shit right there. So then Anthony Kumi asked the question brilliantly, I might add. Yeah. Are you going on record to say that this was all a troll and you know Stuttering John's not a good person? Which is the right question to ask at yeah. this point. Now, do we have it on your fucking statement here that you were actually fucking with the who are these podcast guys and their audience when you said that Stuttering John is uh, a good, decent, funny guy? Here, I don't have a problem with the guy, but I really don't. How do you so not have, have a problem have some, with him? He's got a problem I, with everybody. But I have to have passion behind my my thing. There has to be something like the patent thing. I don't. I didn't like him. I thought he was kind of douchey. I get you. So, so with with John, I was just like, I know what they do. I listen to that podcast. So I was like, I purposely say I'm going in another direction. That's yeah. all I did. So he's not answering the question. Yeah, he is avoiding the question. Which is very frustrating, I might add. When when you uh, you were on the show on Who Are These Podcasts, uh, talking about John, uh, they were getting so frustrated. It was very funny because they were getting so frustrated that you wouldn't shit on John because everyone <laughs> shits on John. And and John, you're saying he's a nice guy. John's not a nice guy. You could you look. Comedy is very subjective. We all know that. You could say, no, I found him funny. I found that. But as far as nice guy goes, John will take if you fucking give him the slightest reason. You tell him that uh, you, you know you didn't find one joke in his set funny. He will wish death on your mother. He will call you the worst names possible. He will shit on you. And, and get online and say he's going to come and, and beat you up or kill you. He's not a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> and it worked. It worked because everyone's talking about it. It is what it is. Yeah. After that long rant that, by the way, was articulated beautifully by Anthony Kubia. Wow. Everything he said in there was right on the money. And then they asked about the Bert Kreischer thing. Like, what's your deal? Because remember, he came out and bashed Bert Kreischer. Yeah, he had a lot to say about that. Well, he used the word marketing 27 times. Yeah. I think is this problem with Bert Kreischer. <laughs> and now did we, you know it's all marketing with that guy? And now we get to the bottom of why Chad does not like Bert Kreischer. He came to my hometown to film a Netflix special, and I, uh, I got in some online trouble and I told Bert I was going to probably pop over because it was right before Thanksgiving. He's like, oh, no, no, I, I don't have a guest list. Don't come. Don't come. Turns out he did have a guest list. He just didn't want me there because of all the online shit I was causing. It's <laughs> oh, a weird reason to shit oh. on someone, isn't it? Because he didn't want you to come do his comedy show because you're controversial and he has a career and he's trying to keep his career going. I mean, this guy has a Netflix yeah. deal now. He's a Netflix show. Well, you he's probably his... playing his cards correctly. Yeah. Well, his whole thing, he shit on Opie because... <laughs> He had that long, convoluted story about yeah, Opie didn't pretend know he didn't know who he was. Yeah. And then, what was the Chrissy Mayer thing? Chrissy Mayer was another thing. She didn't play ball or something. He had some yeah, long something thing weird. about that. But yeah, anybody that has like a, a thing with him, it's like <laughs> I didn't pull a clip. But about thirty-five minutes into the interview, they're talking about three other people that he has a problem with, and Dave goes, "I don't know, Chad. This might be you." <laughs> <laughs> And Chad and Dave are good buddies. They just did a stand-up show together. Yeah, so yeah. Dave has nothing bad to say about it. But even he's come to the conclusion. They're like, what's going on here? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. So they're drilling. I mean, th listen, this is a two-hour show. But you can tell there's a lot of talk about this. Yeah. This is a big deal about him defending Stuttering John. That's amazing. And then you won't believe what happens next. 
Yeah, Carl, what did you think of um, uh, Chad now saying he's kind of trolling? He knows Stuttering John's kind of a tool. Carl knows. I've been texting him. I wanted to address that because I thought for sure I went on Chrissy Mayer's show and I said, listen, Chad was just trolling me. I think that was a bit. And it was fun. I mean, people are talking about it. People are talking about it. But then Stuttering John comes on his show and he goes, Chad reached out to me. You know, Chad's a good friend. He's the best. And I got to ask this week, are you really in contact with Stuttering John? He's trying to help you with the trolls and how to control the trolls. We we would just DM each other, but it was nothing like, I don't know. I never like said we were friends. Oh, wait, wait. It's not, it's not actually a DM. He sent me a Venmo request for some money. (laughs) That's how, John, that's how John contacts people through a Venmo fucking I need some money request. <laughs> a stuttering John requesting 50 bucks. So I asked him if he heard John giving him advice on how to manage the trolls. Yeah. Remember that? I played it last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hang in there, Chad. You'll get past this. Oh, my God. I made a joke about stuttering John. He threatened to sue me and break my legs. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you how to deal with these trolls. I guess I got to sue him first and then break his legs because if I break his legs first, I might lose the case. <laughs> He's not even that logical. No, he probably is. Yeah, I'll break his legs first. It'll look good in court. <laughs> All right. Oh. So later on, Anthony talks about this idea that Bubba and Opie would team up yeah. to go on Sirius XM, which we talked about last week. Oh, my God. How funny was that? How ridiculous of a oh. premise is that? Sirius XM is going to want them back? Could you imagine? Now, if they were a trio with Scorch, I could see it. Then it would make a lot of I sense. See that. Right. So Anthony puts his two cents in on this one. And then Opie's going, oh, my God, Scott Greenstein over there loves me. What? You sued the company after you fucking <laughs> photographed, videotaped a man shitting in the bathroom. <laughs> so Anthony's not buying that either, as I didn't. Yeah. And now the guy that he photographed shitting was a guy named Roland. Roland was the booker for Opie and Anthony for many, many years. And he continued to book guests for Opie and Opie Radio. And we all know that Opie and Roland did not get along. They did not see eye to eye. And Anthony brings something up. I don't know if this is true or not. But this is interesting. And coming from Anthony, you got to think that he would know better than anybody else. Uh, even with uh, Carl Ruiz, Carl Ruiz was on Opie's show podcast for a while. And it, I don't think it was as voluntary as Opie likes to make it seem. Whenever <laughs> Carl was available, I think Carl genuinely liked Opie. But uh, Carl also liked publicity. He liked getting out there and being part of a, a thing, a show. He's a funny, he was a funny motherfucker, very talented chef. But I think he felt like, all right, Opie, call me. I'll do it. I'll go on the show. I don't think it was this, oh, Christ, I can't wait to do Opie's show. This is my opinion. This is all it is. But he, uh, he, he Opie never seemed to give credit to Roland for bringing Carl on board. Like, Carl had done our show when I was still there. When it was the Opie and Anthony show, uh, Roland knew him because Roland knows everybody that cooks in fucking New York. He's he's a foodie. So he was like, oh, I know this guy, Carl, he's a Cuban. The Cuban, he's a Cuban. Why don't you have him on the show? And we're like, what? Who? Okay. And he came on. He was great. He was funny and everything. But Opie constantly has said, so I discovered Carl... Now, I thought that Carl Ruiz first came on with Guy Fieri, 
And that's how they discovered him. But it's very possible that Roland booked them together. And it is interesting that I've never heard credit given to Roland for the relationship that Opie has with Carl. Opie's always talking about how he discovered Anthony, he discovered Jim Norton. He's the one who put all of this together. Vic yeah. Henley, you know, all the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. He put them all on the map. <laughs> yeah. That's, I just thought that was interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's revisionist history or what that is, but that was interesting. So last thing on Chad Zumach, Doug from the Jingles Department put something together for us, and this is, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> they call me the count because I love to count things. This is very frustrating. Real is Benjamin Bornstein. I legitimately hate this dude. Frustrating. That is one feeling. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Another feeling. I'm telling you right now, Chrissy Mayer's a cunt. She's a nobody. He was unable to move on. Hates me, hates me, hates me. Won't really say why. That makes two. Uh-huh. <laughs> and happy is a feeling. I will say this to you. He's just been nice to me. I don't know. Like, he retweets my tweets. Cookie, yeah. That's three feelings. Uh-huh. We blast podcasts, but there's no hatred there. We don't hate anybody. Wow, Doug, you okay, buddy? <laughs> Great job from Doug. Oh, now, amazing. Now, PJ made a song recently. Oh, a about name Stuttering I have John. not heard. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know that I want to play this on my podcast. <laughs> I'm serious. This song might be going too far. And I'm going to play the whole thing right now for the people who are listening live. But I might edit this out in post because this goes a little bit too far. You can, if you want to hear this whole song, it is uh, up on our subreddit. So if you go to our subreddit, you can check it out there. Getting some bad news hearing that my friends are trashing me. And now you decide to trash me again. If there was a tin man whose cock was a beer can, John would suck it. Goes all of that beer down. You'd let the tin man fuck him. I think that'd be by chugging. Do, do, do. John's a faggot for course. Memory. <laughs> That's a little crazy. The Discord's liking it. That's a little too much. I am a. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Disavow, disavow. You know, I just, I want to say, um,. I think John C. DeVore can make a lot of sense. I think you guys are Nazis. And, uh, <laughs> Disavow. I, uh, wow. This is like Nuremberg. I was just, I'm, I'm only here because producer Chris makes me. I thought you were going to say we were true artists. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember when we talked about Red Bar? This was going back a ways, but this guy, Mike David's the host of Red Bar Radio. Mike David on Red Bar Radio does not like Chrissy Mayer. And he watched the YouTube video of Chrissy and I doing her show. Okay. And he actually, what Chrissy does is she records the show. And then a couple of days later, she puts it out. She premieres it. She promotes it. It's going to go live at a certain time. And then people can watch it in real time. Now, there's not a lot of people watching it in real time. But she likes to do that yeah. to, to put it out there. Well, Mike was one of those guys who was watching it in real time. But here's another one. Uh, I think I've got it's some, in the comments. Yeah, I've got some screenshots here. Chrissy Marr was live now with a whopping 32 viewers. <laughs> um, with the Who Are These Podcast Guys? He did a review on Red Bar a while back. I think they're talking shit about Stuttering John. Let's watch what I saw, and then I'll show you what happened. All right, so he's all excited. He's Uh-oh. got He's got clips. He's got screen grabs. He wants to talk a lot about this. And... 
he wants to point out a conversation that we were having and how stupid it was. Which is fun. That's what I like to do, too. I like to take things out of context and say, these people are boring. Why do they have a show? Yeah. Wait till you see the convo. These two fucking dummies were having when I tuned in to their pathetic 32 live viewer viewing show. 3915. You found it. Look at this. 3915. You're not going to believe what these fucking morons sit around talking about and what they dare to say next will drive you berserk. Here's this fucking nerd who had the nerve to front us. He did a podcast making fun of Red Bar. Yep. The mighty... Just watch this shit. <laughs> uh, I might not. That's uh, funny. Yeah, he does like his drops. So that's funny. <laughs> now, I want to point out that where they placed that, where they're going to start talking about us, is right after we were making fun of him on the show, where I said he does does love his drops. I was talking about Red Bar. He does not address that. He plays a little bit of the very end of it, uh, but that would have been the thing to talk about yeah. is that we were talking about him. And what's funny is what, we, what I was making fun of about Red Bar is that his shows are six, six hours long. Yeah. These clips I'm playing you are from three hours and 50 minutes into his show. Ugh. I had to have people send me timestamps for me to find this because it's impossible to find anything that's going on in this guy's show. He rambles on for fucking days. Like, dude, and I shouldn't be saying this on this episode. Yeah, really. We're going on for 17 hours, but for some reason... He decided to not use that part of the show, which would have been the most compelling for him. I don't understand that. And this guy, this guy made fun of us and did a whole episode about us. One, We haven't even listened to this. We should review this one day. I know. I forgot Let's about carry it. on. Let's listen to this. All right. So we reviewed his show and he's never acknowledged it. Uh, and they're saying we should probably do a review of their review. Yes. I can't believe you haven't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're waiting for. Go for it. I write, watch your back, who are these podcasts. Watch your fucking back. And I want you to carve that in your head backwards so when you look in the mirror, you can see it every day. Watch your back. The stuff I'm going to be doing to you is going to be behind the scenes. Whoa, oh. menacing, Dude. Stuttering John-esque. I was going to say, are him and Stuttering John getting together to work behind the scenes? He actually hates Stuttering John, which I agree with him on that. Wow, there you go. So here's the thing about Mike over at Red Bar is that he talks a lot of shit. We talk a lot of shit. We obviously never get to a point where it's like, we're going to actually fuck with people in real life or yeah. you know bring legal battles into this or anything like that. He says that, but unlike Stuttering John, he fouls it up with this. The stuff I'm going to be doing to you is going to be behind the scenes. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have to watch your back. Of course, everybody's allowed to let live. But how fucking dare you? Yay! Uh, thank you. Thank uh, you, Mike. This guy gets it. There you and go. I know that we, and I said this on, on Chrissy Mayer's show. I know a lot of people listen to WTP. Also listen to Red Bar Radio. I think we have probably a good size overlap in our listeners because we're both talking shit about people on the internet shows. Yeah. So that's great. I really appreciated that he goofed on me, called me a nerd, goofed on my appearance quite a bit because he had the YouTube video. I just wish he would have addressed it. We actually talked about him on that show. That's funny. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I thought that was a good time. I know we're going way over. Can you guys hang out for another minute or two? Yeah. You're here? I'm going to get a quick nap in, but yeah, let's do it. All right, good. Oh, 
I have to talk about our buddy Opie, and I wasn't planning on it this week, but he just dropped a podcast yesterday that was fascinating. Oh, boy. He did a podcast with the title PATHETIC, all caps. Of course. Anthony's Continued Hate. Oh, shit. Are you serious? He's learning from YouTube how to name these podcast titles. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Yeah. The guy who complains over and over again about he doesn't want to relive the past and he doesn't. Why are you guys always asking me about the opening Anthony show? That's all anybody wants to talk. He's now naming his thing Anthony Hates Me? Yes. He knows that's what brings listeners in. He knows he's going to get people excited about it. Now, well, he, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. I wasn't going to do this. And I saw this podcast. I had to listen to it. He goes full on stuttering, John. Uh, but mind you, he's on Facebook Live and he's just reading the comments that are coming in. Yeah. Uh, oh, Anthony and his crew are taking shots at me again. Like that. There's a there's an obsession over there. It's fucking scary, man. I literally wouldn't know uh, what Anthony was up to. Every once in a while, it hits my fucking radar, but he's taking... Why the fuck is he taking shots at me? Why does he need me in his stupid fucking life? All he read was that Anthony and his crew are taking shots at you again. So someone just puts that in there, and this sets Opie off. It's incredibly fucking pathetic. Just imagine you get together with someone, right? And, uh, you know, before you got together with the guy, you literally didn't have a car. It was on blocks in your front yard. You had to drive around the company van. You didn't own a house. You were in a miserable marriage. And then, uh, you know, you you do a show with somebody and it fucking takes off and gives you everything in life you always wanted. And then fast forward, the show breaks up six and a half fucking years ago. And now you decide, I need to trash that guy on a daily basis. It's fucking pathetic. It is incredibly fucking pathetic. Translation, I made Anthony Cumia who he is today. Right. How dare he speak ill of me? Wow. And the word pathetic is overused in this segment. All he heard was he said something about him, or him and his crew said something about him, and he's freaking out about it this is so pathetic what a chip on this guy's fucking i know so this is kind of funny because opie doesn't watch anthony cumia's show yeah how would he it's behind a paywall he can't afford it (laughs) no opie's got money but so he tries to guess at what anthony's show format might be just do your show whatever i don't even know what it is i would assume it's very political I would assume it's probably a lot of uh, old uh, references and old uh, fucking uh, impressions that probably still works to some extent, but I don't know. He actually nailed it. That's that's exactly what his show is. It's political, and they talk about Goodfellas and movies, you know, nobody's seen in 25 years. Goodfellas would be pretty recent for them, wouldn't it? That's true. That's one of the more recent movies. That's that's a modern movie that they talk about. All right, so now, Opie, remember, this is just one comment he saw that set him off. He explains what an idiot Anthony Cumia is. It doesn't make any fucking sense. We made millions together, so somehow in his stupid fucking wet brain, 
He now has to uh, trash me and take me fucking down? How does that make sense, you idiot? Someone's cranky. (laughs) Jesus. Is that a little bit of an overreaction? Jesus, yeah. He has to take me down? He just said that he he might have just made a joke about you. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? You guys are partners for 20 years on the radio. He's going to make a couple jokes about it. Yeah. I've been talking about Chad Zubak. We just did one show together. Yeah, seriously. You're going to make a couple jokes about it. But apparently, according to Opie, there's an obsession going on here. So now he turns that around and chooses to fucking trash me on a regular basis? Just go fuck yourself. That's incredibly pathetic at this point. What's he basing this on? A regular basis. He's bashing me on a... What is it? He said he doesn't watch the show. Yeah. He doesn't even know what it is. He saw someone comment on Facebook Live that Anthony said something about him. He's like, this guy's bashing me every day. This is all he lives for now. Yeah. It's like, you ever see somebody, there's like, they get slighted in traffic and then they lose their shit. Fuck you, you motherfucker. And you're watching, you're like, that has nothing to do with the traffic situation. That guy was already in the state and it's just like... Opie woke up like that. He probably wakes up like that every fucking day. And this was just the day that he had the Zoom recorder going. That's a really good point. That is a really good point. Because as he's screaming like a maniac about Anthony, he also has to tell us how little he cares about it. Anthony's much better. I'd rather pay. I'm not competing with Anthony, you stupid fuck. That's my whole point. For whatever reason, he he's competing with me. I don't give a fuck if you think he's the best. Go support him. I don't send my people over there to trash him, or we we just fucking have our own thing going. I don't give a fuck who he thinks better. Jesus, enough! I don't I don't ca- I don't I don't really care. Yeah, Patrick Michael level. Yeah. Nailed it. 15 minutes into how he doesn't care. He named his show Pathetic Anthony's Continued Hate and then exclaims that he does not care. Ugh. Opie, that's the opposite of not caring. And I don't care so much, I'm going to spend nine minutes on it. You know what I don't care about? NASCAR. Never got into it. Not a great sport. Don't give a shit. I've never talked about NASCAR once in my podcast because I literally don't care. Yeah. That's the definition of not caring. Yeah. When you don't care about something, it doesn't even come into your mind that you might want to talk about it. This guy is screaming about Anthony because of one comment. And these guys are trolling him. Yeah, He's obviously getting trolled. It's very obvious. The guy's like, I think Anthony's show's better than yours. Well, I don't give a fuck if you think that. Why would I give a flying fuck? I don't care at all. I've never heard his show. I'm sure it's great. Uh, and the audio I've never heard a show I can describe it to a T yeah I know he nailed it <laughs> I never get over how fucking bad his audio is oh yeah he's all over the stereo spectrum and it sounds like he's under a bridge I mean it sounds you can hear cars yeah. going left to right he's hiding under a bridge yelling into his fucking microphone he points out helicopters flying over multiple times in this episode oh, what a fucking idiot what a fucking idiot <sighs> and it goes back to that thing He's so insecure about just being a podcaster that he has to break all the rules and do everything different. So if somebody says, you know, Joe Rogan's doing a better podcast. It's a different thing. I do a different thing than Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'm just out on the beach talking to Facebook Live. Like, yeah, I know. That's my point. You're, you're, there's other podcasts that are better than yours. You should do better because helicopter noises in the background is not fun to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Well, just, moron. just him bouncing around between your ears as he's babbling I know. on is fucking obnoxious. I pointed this out since day one, the Ugh. Zoom recorder with not, the stereo condenser yeah, it's not mics. meant for this. Dude. It's not meant for yeah. this. 
How does he not know that? He's been in radio his entire life. Last thing I want to play about Opie, this has nothing to do with Anthony Cumia, but he's talking about Burt Kreischer's new show on Netflix, <laughs> The Cabin, and he explains that he loves it and then explains what the show is. Have you guys seen the show yet? No. Yeah, I'm not interested in it at all. And after hearing this clip, I'll probably never check it out. The Cabin is really, really fucking good. Because Burt Kreischer just simply doesn't give a fuck. I saw the first three episodes, and uh, I, 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 I mean, in the first three episodes, he was waxing his asshole. He was having Bobby Lee stick a tube in his ass because they were doing coffee enemas. The guy is doesn't care if he's naked. It's just, it's just, it's just so freeing. Does that sound like a good show to you? He's waxing his asshole. That's some sales pitch. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's what I expected the show to be. That's why I don't want to watch it. Burke you know, naked? No thanks! <laughs> I, I used to say about back in the day about Seinfeld, like, pretty good comedy needs more tubes in the asshole. Yes, right. If they would have had enemas in Seinfeld, the problem with the Seinfeld was ever. too clever. Yeah. There were too many jokes. Yeah. Not enough naked men. If they would have just had more anus humor. Yeah, just been really... Coffee in the asshole. Oh, that's all it needed. Seriously. I don't know how many times I can tell this to Seinfeld. Yeah. Co- comedians in cars getting coffee? In the ass. <laughs> That should be the show. Comedians bent over cars getting coffee through tube in the ass. Yeah. I like that a lot. I have to move on to one more thing. I know. It's a lot. We're doing a lot today. I told you we're doing too much, but I have to move on to one more thing. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me if you don't like my show. Don't tell me. Because that's absurd. absurd. The briefcase. I've talked about this. He does a daily podcast. I love it. The briefcase has now completed the Patrick Michael podcast cycle. Yeah. And what I mean by that is it starts off. He puts it out where you cannot find it and no one knows it exists. Yep. And he puts out a bunch of episodes and it gets zero views on YouTube, and no one's looking at it at, on Anchor. And then all of a sudden, people discover it, and he starts to see the numbers go up. And he does victory laps around this. Oh, He's like, okay. I know people are wa- listening to the show, and you're watching it, and I'm really excited. I'm going to keep putting it out every single day because I know the listeners really need it. And then he realizes, this is the next phase, yep. that the people who are listening are trolls. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, fuck you guys. I'm taking it's, my ball and I'm going home. You'll point. never hear from me again. Yeah. This is the phase that we have now entered with Patrick Michael in the uh. briefcase. He realizes that the people who are listening to his show are trolls. And one of his defenses for the reason why his podcast isn't very good is that most things that are in entertainment are not for everyone. I think that this is a brilliant analogy that he points out. Yeah. Most things aren't made for every single person to enjoy. And they rarely do. They rarely, you know, 99% of us don't all like Taylor Swift, even if she has the highest selling album, right? Whatever. Terrible example to bring up. 99% of us don't like Taylor Swift. Coach, I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't think you love Taylor Swift. No, not a fan. But would you say that 99% of the population doesn't like Taylor Swift? No, she is huge. She's huge. And she crosses demographics. Yes. In country, pop. Yeah. Prepubescent boys. Yeah, there's a lot of people who like Taylor Swift. 
But according to him, that's a niche entertainment. That's niche entertainment. Yeah, right. Taylor Swift. She's an obscure artist. And that's his point to say, like, you guys don't like me, but that's okay. A lot of people don't like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, but not 99% of people don't like Taylor Swift. Yeah. More like 35%, right. maybe 40 Most people, I think, enjoy Taylor Swift. Most. Well, I'm just like Taylor Swift. You understand. He thinks he's just like Taylor Swift. He makes the worst arguments ever. And then he gets to the thing, and I know you love this, Crouch. Tough guy, Patrick Michael. Oh, yeah. So he wants to fight YouTube commenters. Oh, yes. If you got hair on your chest and you call yourself a man, please, Mm. please send me an email that you'd like to meet up somewhere or something like that. Don't leave... A, a, a bitch made YouTube comment. That's the weakest shit I have ever seen. Oh, man. Dude, he wants to meet up with people who are giving him YouTube comments. Holy you shit. You still haven't just figured out how the internet works in 2020? You still want to fight people who put YouTube comments on? Oh. <laughs> Come and, on. And we're, we're questioning manhood, and there's, oh, there's yeah. a lot going on in here. Oh, if you got hair on your chest, then we should probably fight. Yeah. No, I just didn't appreciate your show. I just wanted to let you know. Oh. I thought it'd be a funny gag. To call you an idiot in the Ugh. YouTube. That's what the comments are there for. Yeah. How many times have you go to a YouTube video and people are complimentary of the video? Never. Yeah. That's not what it's there for. It's there so people can shit on whoever is trying their best to make it an entertainment. Yeah. Thankfully, that never happens with Isotopes videos. <laughs> so, in true Opie-esque fashion, he is pointing out how pathetic, how pathetic this is. Just know how ridiculous you look. You look pathetic. You look sad, desperate, and I don't even know what to do to help you. This is the guy who wants to fight YouTube commenters calling them pathetic. Yeah. I would argue that he is the one who is pathetic (laughs) in this scenario. In this specific scenario, he seems a little bit more pathetic than the commenters. Wait, you're saying that sounding really upset and butthurt about mean words on the internet makes you sound maybe less convincing? Is that what you're trying to say, Carl? Thank you, Crows. You always sum things up well for me. That's what, what I'm good for. You're never at a loss for words, and I like that about you. <laughs> so he tells us that he has stopped responding to YouTube commenters. Ooh. And this is the other thing, too. The other reason that I stopped responding to any of these people, because I have no problem with it, but I'm not a shit talker online. I prefer to say, hey, man, just come see me. You can't do an entire episode responding to YouTube commenters and say you stopped responding to YouTube commenters. The entire episode. (laughs) What is he talking about? I've stopped responding to these assholes. And another thing, I'll tell you, you YouTube commenters, fight me. Let's go fight. Yeah. What are we going to fight? Nine minutes into talking about it. He's like, and I'm not going to talk about it. Yes, he loves to do uh. that. <laughs> he not, is he trolling us? Is this the ultimate troll? Does Gotta he know be. that we love this? And then he points out that I'm lazy. And this is where I get a little bit upset. So they say these things. I respond. And then they take my response and they use it as pod fodder. But they don't use it for their own podcast. They send it to someone else, and he uses it and talks shit. I pull my own clip. Not all the time. Actually, Pro helps me out a lot in the Discord. But for the most part, I pull my own clips. How dare you? How dare you say that I am getting clips from other listeners so that I can shit on you? It's just not the case. I like that 
you've become a dark force. You're a <laughs> I'm leading the army. Well, it's not that it's not that you are fucking with him. It's that there's a vast conspiracy of people fucking with him that you are behind. That's true. Like you're not even there. It's your fucking fingertips and all of these fucking minions that are fucking with him. I, know. I like that. I, I like where this is going. So this at the very end of the show. And these, these episodes are, are 10, 11 minutes long. I yeah, they're encourage amazing. people to, to check it out. The briefcase. At the very end of the show, he says something that's the opposite of everything he's always said. At least I think it is, because he says everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so try to figure this one out, Crouch. But, uh, yeah, man, feel free to create some dialogue. Briefcase pod. Or thebriefcase at gmail.com. Always willing to talk. Always. He wants to talk. That's why I do this. I, he said many times he doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to interact with you on social media. Right. He does say that all the He's time. like, I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm not going to I'm not gonna respond back to you. You want to try to friend me on Instagram? I'm not your friend. We're not going to be friends. Yeah. I'm not going to talk to you on Twitter. He has a, a Twitter account that's private. Nobody has a Twitter account that's private. It defeats the purpose of Twitter. Yeah. And he's out there going, if you guys want to have a conversation, email me. What? Oh, really? It's so great. So you guys heard the email address. If you want to have a conversation and start yeah. a dialogue. He did a show, an episode about dancing. So you hit play, and for five minutes, it's him going, so what the fuck is up with dancing? What's even the point of it? Why would you dance? Yeah. And then if he can do a moonwalk, then other people can do a moonwalk. So who cares about a moonwalk? What's the point? And he's just, he's going on and on, and it makes zero fucking sense. And then he gets to this point, and he's like, ah, ah. he calms down, and then he's like, but honestly, I'm just I'm just talking. I don't even really know about dancing, and I'm not I don't really I'm not that concerned about it. But anyway, thanks for listening to the briefcase. And then he signs off, and that's the show. <laughs> I just wasted your time. And that's the thing. He, <laughs> and he gets all wrapped up in it, and it, again, it makes no sense. Could you and, imagine if the end of WATP? I'm like, but actually, Saturday John show is pretty good. Yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> what? And sports is cool. He's got a right to exist, and hope he's fine. And we're all just about the love here. So give up, give your mom a hug, and we'll talk to you next that's week. That's amazing. That's amazing. Scott Jameson made a suggestion. He said Seamus should get a cameo. Now I know Seamus is trying to monetize the trolls. This is a brilliant suggestion. I would pay. I would pay too. I would pay to have Patrick Michael say ridiculous yeah. things. That are, you know, that aren't offensive. He just yeah. wouldn't know what they meant. And that's what Cameo is all about. Make him wish a birthday to Ira Grant Life. <laughs> Ira Grant Life. She's got a birthday coming up. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, Patrick Michael, if you're listening, I don't know that you do. I, I think you get too butthurt. But if you're listening, <laughs> start a Cameo. We will give you money. And I can't stress this enough. I always say, don't give money to Suttering John. He doesn't deserve it. He's up to 12 patrons, by the way. More than wow. I predicted he would get to. 12. Can we talk about how pathetic that is? That's it for two weeks. He's got 12. Who would pay? <laughs> anyway. All right. Forget that. Forget we talked about that. I don't, I, I don't want to get back into Suttering Jen. Patrick Michael. Patreon's not working for you. That's not That's not the way to go. Cameo. Yeah. You got to set up a cameo. You I know mean, what he would do? He would fuck it up. He'd have like seven cameos. You yeah. have to look for Animal Crosley. Yeah. That would go away. And then Seamus McKillian. Yeah. You couldn't find that anymore. Just pick one name and set up a cameo. I don't talk directly to Patrick very often. It's been a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're all a little woozy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which means it must be time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The teaser. 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 The
<laughs> We're continuing Jacktober in the month of October. And here's the show that we'll be reviewing on next week's WATP. It oh. smells. It hits me so <laughs> effing hard yeah. right in my stupid face. Face, 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 This is a show called Free Beer and Hot Wings. A suggestion that came in from Jeremy back in February. The fuck was that? Now, Free Beer and Hot Wings, as you all know, Eric Zane was fired from that show. Eric Zane we reviewed a couple weeks ago. He was fired from that show, and the person who took his place was my buddy Drew Lane's nephew. So this is going to be a little bit of a balancing act. We're going to have to be a little bit delicate about this. But this is a show that's syndicated in 30 markets. A lot of people know about Free Beer and Hot Wings. It's been on the air for close to 20 years. Wow. Hosted by guys named Free Beer and Hot Wings. Ugh. Wow. Now, How Drew did they Lane. fight each other? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine what are the chances? Drew Lane's nephew retweeted me once, so you better be nice to him. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to that. Man, I had a very busy week this yeah. past week, aside from calling into Anthony Cumia's show which you heard. I went on Eric Zane's podcast. If you want to check that out, that was from this past Tuesday. I went on Drew and Mike. I do a, a, a little segment on Drew and Mike every other week. I went on, it's Husey Hello. And this is an Irish gentleman who does interviews with a lot of pretty big guests. And he had me on. That's not, that's not going to come out until November, I think. He he likes to uh, to record these and then put them out later. I also went on Worst of the Best podcast which is a show where they break down specific forms of entertainment and talk about what the worst is the best. best. Similar to how I used to do that bit many, many moons ago about a band's worst song. Yeah, it's you were similar... wrong about that every week. I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> it's, it's not up for debate. <laughs> it's, not, it's not subjective. Anyway, I... on that show, we talked about Star Wars for over an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. I would rather drown in a fucking lake than. I can't wait to hear your review of that. I'm sure it was great. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. We're going to reveal the winner of the Review Girl contest. Hey, oh. Please join us again. (laughs) Ed McManiac. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, everybody. Starting in the mush pits. Of morning radio. Mm, Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. You know what's funny? I just realized that's the worst isotope song we ever recorded. Because it was just the instrumental version. 
to a song with vocals in it. It's yeah. probably the best known isotope song of all time. <laughs> That's a miscalculation on my part. Yeah, well, what can you do? What can you do? By the way, I'm going to be on the subreddit later. Come join me. I'm the Snatch Lorette. <laughs> I forgot to give you your plug. Thank you. Thank you, Crouch. <laughs> I'm dropping the ball left and right today. All right, the winner of the Review Girl contest, and I want to point out what the voting was. I put up polls both on Twitter and on our subreddit. This person got 60% of the vote on Twitter. hey And that's out of three. And 74% of the vote on Reddit. Oh, landslide. Most importantly, she got my vote. Casey is our new Review Girl. Casey, thanks for joining us. Hey, anytime. Oh, there's there's that low energy I'm, I was hoping for. Right. Yeah. We've been building up to this part, and then she's like, yeah, it's great to talk to you guys. I've been waiting for 90 fucking I'm really minutes. I'm worn out now. You're worn out? <laughs> Casey's, been, Casey's been bitching at me at the Discord for the last hour and a half. Like, yeah. How long is this going to go on for? Do, Carl. I know I do, too. My friends are waiting for me to meet up with them. <laughs> do you think I want to be here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey. Let's move. Let's move along quickly here because I only have so much bandwidth. Yeah. Uh, do you have okay. any reviews that you want to read for us? You have reviews. Um, Actually, first, first I, I should hold on. I'm, I'm brushing by this a little bit too quick. That was a big contest that we had last week. It was a big deal. A lot of people talking about it. Oh yeah. Do you have anything oh, to yeah. say to Michelle and Teresa who you beat out? Do you have any words? Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> People were kind of mean. I feel bad for them. Okay. All right, let's read I mean, those this reviews. isn't like an exciting thing to win, so. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. I wrote them both, and I said, good news, you didn't win the contest. Yeah, yeah right. Congratulations <laughs> to both of them. <laughs> this is not a good gig to have. Also, right. Casey revealed to me there will be a phone number up yeah. on our Patreon Hell. that you'll be able to get in touch with uh, the new review girl. But I don't want to put that up until you titillate the fans a little bit. They get excited about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can tell it's already going really well. All right. <laughs> Let's read some reviews. Oh, you just cut out so bad, Carl. Okay. Before I give you my reviews, I just want to share with you this joke that I learned in my new jobs anti-harassment training video. Oh, good. Yeah, it's it's really great. Um why do Mexicans drive lowriders? I don't know. Why do Mexicans drive lowriders? To pick lettuce. <laughs> wow. That was in that was in a training video that I had to watch at my job. Wow. I feel like PJ Philia wrote that joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very offensive. Are you training at the Don Rickles Academy? Disavow. Disavow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not it's not funny. It's it's harassment, you guys. That oh, was an example right. of what not to say? Exactly. What yeah. should you say to black people? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't bring up black people at all. <laughs> How about the Jews? You got any, all right. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, let's let's see some reviews. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot, but maybe I'll just pick the highlights uh, for now because it's all awesome. the reviews. Um, all right. Here's the first one. Cringe by Mayor Mickey Macaroni. <laughs> the fact that these guys feel qualified to review comedians is the funniest part of the show. What All do you right. think? I'm going to guess that that is a one-star review. That doesn't yeah. sound very positive to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Absolutely. Um, oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, Red Bar Review. 
came for the red bar review and it was about what i expected it was hilarious they definitely don't get the show who take a comedy podcast so serious why would why would you think you could get running jokes by listening to four hours of one episode what a horrible idea for a podcast <laughs> so obviously that's because red bar just recently right. talked about it yeah, for the I first time so he's got some people who are checking us out now and i pointed this out before i get it we don't know the context and we come in and we're just listening to an episode and trying to figure it out part of that is though it makes it very difficult for new listeners to enjoy a show if all of it you have to go back to the whole back catalog to understand the lore before you can understand the single thing they're talking about. Yeah, that's kind of on you as a broadcaster to make your shit make sense, even to people that are just coming on board. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got two more. I, I got read. too serious uh, there for a second. Yeah. I was actually yeah. giving real tips and on a podcast. <laughs> right. Oops. Uh, whoops. Okay. Uh, Kikia by Freddie <laughs> and <laughs> the host podcasts from his trailer in Gary, Indiana, while ignoring his crying children. He doesn't understand how rain works and has cockroaches. All right, that's a good one. That's obviously uh, a five-star yeah. review. Yeah. All right, final one. If cancer had a sound, cancer had a sound, it would be this podcast. Some white claw guzzling loser hanging out in his basement, whining that he isn't as liked as much as more talented people. Still, I wanted to give me a chance to, to so I listen to the first five minutes of about 20 or so episodes. I'm sorry I did. Also, his copyright is a year off. <laughs> That's right. Is, that is this the second person to bring this up or is this the same one that we already heard bring this up before? I think it's the second one. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry if it is. Our it's website says copyright either. 2019. <laughs> mm. I'm, a, I'm a bad webmaster doing a really yeah. bad job on that. Well, that's a fun one. I think that's a five star. Yeah, she uh, said it was five. Star. Oh, she did say that. Okay. You weren't listening, Carl. I don't listen when women are talking. Yeah, <laughs> Much like every other guy ever. Especially not me. Especially not you. Let's rip through some voicemails because we've been All here right. forever. Hey, yeah. Carl. This is Kevbot here. Got the house to myself and this computer. And I'm going to make an MP3 file here. And you can edit it out later. Kevbot, by the way, if you don't know, is a huge fan of the creep off. We hear from him very often. Yeah, why does it sound like he's masturbating? <laughs> he's home alone, so it's possible. Yeah. Here, and you can edit it out later to get to the good stuff. Because the good stuff is coming up here in a minute. Punt. Anyways, I just listened to your new podcast for your back slappers or bag slappers and cause ruse with Kevin. Enjoyed it. Ah, uh, y'all could have picked a better fucking something to talk about. And then whenever y'all started getting into the good shit that everybody wants to hear with Kevin and the Cobra Commander and all this other shit and all, it was starting to get fun again. You just ended it with babble, babble, babble. And that made me feel like the whole episode was babble, babble, babble. Get Kevin back on. Loved it. But you gotta make him talk shit about people. God damn it. Bye. Fuck off. Suck a dick. Call me back. Uh, <laughs> I didn't edit that. Are the mushrooms Kevin, kicking in or does that guy... Sorry, go ahead, Casey. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I just... Uh, Kevin was so good on that bonus episode. <laughs> people love Kevin. Yeah, he's great. And I guess I cut him off at the end there. <laughs> By hitting a drop and people are mad at me about that. Yeah, what the fuck, Carl? It's the whole reason we tune in. Yes, we did do a Patreon-only episode where we did it in the old-style format with Kevin running the show with very little dicking around. 
It was very different than this episode. Yeah. We talked about one topic and yeah. one topic only. Yeah. Might, which might be the way to go now that I think about <laughs> it. This guy had the job and lost it, and he's trying to get it back. It's like Opie with yeah. SiriusXM. Uh. You had the job, man. You lost it. You fucked up. I don't know what to tell you. Sour grapes. Oh, I didn't like Casey. Yeah, that's because you got fired. <laughs> I wouldn't like Casey either. Oh, she doesn't have self-esteem either. She is, she is the next Vic. Yeah. I like where this is going. <laughs> this is very good. Do you, guys, do you guys remember a guy named Cripple Jesus? Oh, who could forget? <laughs> Cripple Jesus. Amazing. He's catching up on uh, past episodes, and he just heard the Chad Zumach episode. <laughs> hey, Carl, it's uh, Cripple Jesus, and I'm catching up on your episodes. And, Carl, if you ever have this Chad fucker on again, I'm going to drive down to Rochester and run you over personally. This guy was absolutely pathetic. From the start of the podcast, you wanted to get into the clips, and he was like, oh, uh, yeah, let me tell you about this time I tried to be a comedian. Nobody gives a shit about you trying to be a stand-up comedian, okay? And I'm sure his, I'm sure his new hour is riveting because the motherfucker has to laugh at every joke he makes. It felt like I was listening to a fucking episode of Come Town. And then, and then, this guy has the balls to say that Artie Wayne is a loser, but he's going to defend Stuttering John and leave the podcast because of Stuttering John. I'm going to let you in on a secret, Carl. Artie Wayne is the reason there is crippled Jesus. Without Artie Wayne, reveal there would be no crippled Jesus. Wow! Uh, one, one more thing he did. Artie pushed him off the building. Absurd <laughs> is what made me decide. He fell next to his hey, father. I should I should maybe call in the podcast I like and make some jokes. And this fucking retard thinks because Stuttering John retweets his tweets that makes him a comedic genius. And he has to fucking leave the show and defend Stuttering John all the while shit on Chrissy Mayer because Chrissy Mayer is actually an okay stand-up comedian and she's making money off of stand-up. And this fucktard is mad that nobody, nobody, I'm in a fucking seat. I can't get removed from my seat. I have a permanent seat and I still want to buy a ticket for his bullshit ass show. Carl, never have that guy on again. Later. I've never heard Cripple Jesus so fired up. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Great voicemail. 45 seconds, people. I can't stress this enough. 45 seconds. Brevity but, is the soul of wit. But that was still great. He was going off on a rant. He was fired up about I, Chad Zumach. I got the impression that he had some strong feelings about this. Strong feelings. <laughs> if you guys remember last week on the show, Cripple Jesus' roommate 
called into the show. Yeah, what, what was his name? Well, Cripple Jesus calls in to talk about that. Hey, Carl, uh, it's Cripple Jesus. I don't normally leave uh, two voicemails in one week, but I wanted to give a shout-out to my roommate, Mohammed, because uh, when he throws parties, these dorm parties, they they bring the whole World Trade Center down. They really bring the, bring the tower down. And, uh, he, he knows how to start a fire in terms of parties. So, yeah, just shout-out to Mohammed. Later. It was paraplegic Mohammed. Para- paraplegic <laughs> Mohammed. Thank you. Scribble Jesus's roommate. That was great. Yeah. Oh, one of the funniest things that ever happened on this show. Oh, there's another guy who really liked our bonus episode with Kevin. Hey, Carl and guest. Just uh, calling to say, love the new bonus episode. I think Kevin nailed it. He did not miss a beat for being so long. So. Yeah, definitely make more as a bonus. Uh, I think a lot of people will really enjoy just a retro feel the uh, of the old format. Uh, so, yeah, make more. Love the show. Uh, see you around. All right. I get it. I'm not Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know I don't do Cobra Commander. You know what's funny about that? People are like, I really like the retro feel. No one listened to that show back then. <laughs> what do you mean retro? You just heard it. If, if you've heard that before, then you got caught up on it recently. Yeah. It's not a retro feel. We had 200 downloads to each episode. <laughs> Six of them were from, from my mother-in-law. Yeah. What's he talking All right. Tucker Dixon calls him. Hey, Carl. It's Tucker Dixon here. You have a way to get John on your show, and I will even provide this. For $20 a month, you get Stuttering John's Patreon. And you can do a Zoom call with you, John, Andy, and Croge, and whoever else you want. You got four friends. Producer Chris, find, If you could find four friends, I will spend 20 bucks a month, and you can have your Zoom call, and then you can have your signed T-shirt with <laughs> the man himself, Stuttering John, Amazing. for 60 whole dollars. Anyway, Tucker out. Call me back. Tucker Dixon willing to put his money where his mouth is. He's saying that he will pay Stuttering John on his Patreon so that we could get a Zoom call with him. That's a bold claim. I'm going to say, hold off for now, Tucker. I have some things in the works. I got some things behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) I got some things in the works. If we do have to go that route, and assuming that his Patreon is still up a month from now, that might be interesting. Yeah, we'll see about that. It'd be interesting to see if he would do it, right? Yeah. Would he talk to me for I'd 15 be surprised. minutes? I'd be surprised too. Although the guy's pretty desperate. You just gotta get a woman on the call. He's so horny. Ed, do you want to join us, Casey? So we can hit on you the whole time? Show your elbows off? Can you wear I can't a cri- hear you. Sorry. You can, cut you wear, out. can you wear a Chrissy Mayer wig? <laughs> that would that would trigger the shit out of them. I would look so bad as a redhead. Uh, no. The criticism of Chad Zuma continues to pour in everybody. W A T P. Carl, this is cool. Love your show. Makes me happy every Sunday. I start my week working. 
But then I have a rage buildup inside me where I just want to commit homicide on a piece of shit named Chad Zumoff because a dumb fucking cunt who's been in this business long enough to know you have to stop and shut the fuck up and let everybody else on the podcast talk. You were right when you said yes, and I waited an hour and a half to make this call so I wasn't screaming in a rage that nobody could understand. I hope somebody skull fucks him and gives his steam skull to Chrissy Mayer to drink her shitty fucking wine out of. Ah, Fuck their wow. faggot. Well, that's... Yeah, that wasn't fun, huh? Yeah, he didn't ah. say call me back. <laughs> he he doesn't having, want to talk. He wasn't having fun with that one. All right, you made your point. We played it. Fair enough. BonerGuy69 calls in to critique the review girls. Oh, Where does no. he get off? How dare he? Hey, Carl. BonerGuy69 here again. Um, I don't think I'm the only one who really did want to hear about Eric Zane's dump after eating the spicy chips. And um, <laughs> I felt really gypped out of, out of that. That's a clip you should have had on the show. Quite interested there. And about the review girls. So um, Casey, um, well done Andy there to, to really get to the nub of the matter as to whether she'll be uh, willing to post feet pics. Um, I thought she was pretty shit to begin with, but mm, the other two, two, really not good. Teresa, um, I think sounded like Jen from the jingles department putting on a Minnesota accent. And I thought her internet was shitty until Michelle came on. Holy fuck. <laughs> no way, Michelle, you know, what do you want? I mean, I'm in Tasmania, as you know, where we have internet using pieces of damp string. But as you can hear, my voice quality... Faggot. <laughs> okay no comment here is a yeah. voicemail that's short and sweet and i do appreciate these carl hillary clinton has a podcast you should review it's called you me and my big fat cunt <laughs> that's how you do it people <laughs> that is how you do it <laughs> Uh, the Pizza Hut delivery guy called back again. I don't know if you guys remember the Pizza Hut delivery guy. Hey, Carl. Uh, this is the Pizza Hut delivery guy from last week. Um, just wanted to thank you for my week-long work suspension. Yeah, apparently my manager was a big fan of WATP, and uh, once the last episode dropped, next thing I know I'm being yelled at for health and safety violations and, you know, how – copulating with the pizza is beyond ethical responsibilities of food service. So anyways, thanks for fucking me out of a week's worth of pay. I mean, at least I get more time to think about who I want to be for the review, girl. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of divided between uh, Carly's fentanyl-sniffing cousin and uh, that butch lesbian version of Velma from Scooby-Doo. I mean, <laughs> Teresa was okay, but she has way too much confidence for a chick who won't show feet pics. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for ruining my life. Uh, love you. Call me back. Wouldn't that improve the flavor of a Pizza Hut pizza? I mean, for real? <laughs> it's funny you say that, Croach, because he claimed that uh, he had a Meat Lovers Deluxe yeah. on his previous call, and somebody called in with this information. Hey, Carl. Uh, calling in regards to the Pizza Hut driver that said he cranks off to Vic or something in his back seat. He referenced uh, pizza and said meat lovers deluxe. That is not a menu item at Pizza Hut. So, I mean, if you're going to make up a story, 
or a job, I don't know, just get your pizza choice or menu item correct. Just took away from the the call, which is terrible to begin with, but just putting it out there. All right, call me back. No fact checking. I was going to say, so you got to have Grubhub open to make a joke nowadays? <laughs> Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Why is Doug from Who's Right calling in on the voicemail line? <laughs> Remember that guy said something about a Whopper at Wendy's and it broke Patrick Michael's brain and he went off for 20 minutes? About <laughs> That's how... right. The Baconator. God. Yeah, oh the Baconator. God. Thank you. <laughs> oh, fuck. People are passionate about shit garbage food. Oh, that they are. Heather, Carl, it's Taco. Hey, Taco. I'm calling you from my car right now. Neat. Um, I just listened to the uh, bonus episode with Kevin, because I'm su- subscribed to your uh, Patreon. Thank you for that. And uh, it sounded like you were having a lot of fun there. I don't know what it is about Kevin that you seem to actually enjoy doing a show with him. Um, but, like, don't do that anymore. I don't want you to be happy. I want you to be petty. Dear listener, I can promise you, producer Chris and I bring none of the positive energy that Kevin brings to the table. We have nothing but misery. I started this podcast because I didn't spend enough time with my buddy Kevin. Yeah. Because he had moved across the country and it was our way to like spend a, an hour or two every week together. And he was like, fuck you. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And this is how you repay me. <laughs> Uh, everyone thinks they can do a cover commander around here. Hey, you can't hear my neighbor shouting right now. I heard you? something going on. What's what's? Well, there is an explosion somewhere. I live in like stuttering John's apartment complex. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I live in like I live on three acres of land, so it's like rural place. Ooh, meth lab capital but of the USA. Explosion. Now my neighbor is shouting at. My husband for something. I don't know what's going on. TMI. Sorry. I'm so sorry. We're going to let these things creep out over time. (laughs) We can't can't reveal the whole lifestyle all at once. (laughs) No, that's okay. What I do is uh, whoever the review girl is makes a lot of noise while our comedic genius is on display. (laughs) And I just cut it out and post. Yeah. So that we can hear all the great jokes that we have. Should we ever end this episode? I know. I was going to say, I know, by hour four and a half, we're really on fire. My mom said I could sleep over. (laughs) Even producer Chris has some zingers. That's how good this show is today. I'm calling it. Best episode of WTP ever. I'm fired, aren't I? Get get the fuck out of here. Speaking of producer Chris, you play chess. Yeah. A chess master Mm -hmm. called into the show. You might know who this is. Pretty famous person. All right. Hiru Karu. This is Hikaru Nakamura, chess grandmaster. Oh, of course. And this is how I talk. I uh, want you to call in to talk to tell you that if there's one thing that I, as a world famous chess master, know, it's a strategist. And Chad Zumach is a master strategist. Lead yourself onto stuttering, John. You will make your way all the way to the low meter. <laughs> anyway, go and book yourself. 
brilliant. Wow. <laughs> That's offensive to Chad and Chess. <laughs> Next week's co-host is Chess Grandmaster and Karen Nakarabu. <laughs> I didn't pronounce that right at all, did I? <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Carl, you never mentioned that mybookie.com, promo code WATP, will also let you gamble with cryptocurrency. Oh. So you don't even have to spend cash. Nice. You can spend fake digital money, money that you spent a dollar on five years ago when you were smart and bought crypto. You can now just basically gamble with free money. It's fucking incredible, Carl. Thank you so much. Well, we're talking about press house coffee this week, but I appreciate that insight about how great <laughs> my bookie is with the promo code WITP. Uh, let's hear a couple more here. Oh, hey, hey, Carl. This is Terry. Um, I've been subscribing to your show for a little bit. I heard that guy there was, you had that guy on on the last show. His name was like the Geisha Zoo. I listened to that. Holy cow. I'm like, I'm done with your show. <laughs> like, this show is actually funny. You need to get your shit together, Carl. <laughs> like, you actually have, maybe you could think about having a funny show or something. I'm going to fucking cancel my Patreon here. Hold on a second. And can't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to give it to uh, the I'll never get my too. phone number so now. You're an idiot. And make your show more funny. Okay, bye. Oh. Yeah, you're not going to get Casey's phone number now. Ah. Now that you've done that, you dummy. Cool. That's the problem with having people on as talented as Sagacious Zoo. Yeah. Is that you can lose them. You can lose your listeners. Yeah. As they realize there's better options out there. It's like an opening band that you want them good so people stick around, but not too good that they blow you off the stage. Right. It's like how Tim Dillon had Chad Zumach be his feature act <laughs> in Tampa. Uh, I might uh, take that out. That was mean. All right. Uh, Holy shit, there's more? Two more. Oh, my God. I was talking about my bands a lot when I was at Drew and Mike. I don't know how it came up, but we talked about my bands a lot. So, Hey, Carl. Uh, I just got done listening to your spot this week on the Drew and Mike show. Uh, pretty hilarious listening to Motherfuck Your Shitty Band. Uh, honestly, kind of refreshing because at this point I kind of consider you a domestic terrorist for making me listen to the Opie show so many times. Yeah. But for some reason the FBI won't put you on the damn no fly list. Yeah. Uh, anyway, love you, buddy. Have Andy call me back. He seems like a cool guy. Maybe we'll get a beer sometime. We can go to Royal Oak. All right. Sounds good. I'm sure. Yeah, Andy... they're really shitting on you for not having a singer. Yeah, I know. Apparently, they weren't down with the isotopes and our whole gimmick. Drew was like, who would want to watch that? Who would want to watch a band without a singer? Lots of people. I saw Buckethead live like four years ago, and that was awesome. Casey saw Buckethead live? Wow. (laughs) Oh, hey, there you go. Casey, you mentioned your husband, which brought you down a couple points, but now you just mentioned Buckethead, which brings you back up. Yeah. Redeemed yourself. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, I did promise uh, someone on Reddit that I would reveal my shoe size. Oh. Is this the time for that, or is that going on the Patreon? Yes, it sure is. This Hold is, on. This is definitely the time. Let me get my pants out. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me get on zip real quick. Go ahead. Uh, it's a size 7. Oh! Wow! You I win! win. I win! Oh! <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who could possibly give a fuck? Unless you wanted uh, to exchange Dameron? shoes with someone. Unless you were hoping to borrow someone's <laughs> shoes. Oh, I can't imagine anyone would care about that. 
Last voicemail. This is a guy from Russia. We have a, a fan in Russia, and he called into the show. And I don't know what time it was, because I only know what time it was in this time zone. But he's fucking wasted. Yeah, there's only nine time zones in Russia, so it, it doesn't right. matter what that. I have no idea. <laughs> but everyone in all nine time zones is fucking wasted 24-7. This guy was so drunk. Yeah. He called, and he left a voicemail. He called back the next day sober. And that's another voicemail and told me not to play this voicemail. Yeah. Guess what? I'm playing this voicemail. Nice. Hello. My name is Konstantin. I am from Russia. I have one thing about you guys. I like your podcast, but you don't get one thing about Opie. I studied Opie. Opie has one thing about himself. He is stuck in 1992. He is a teenager from 1992. That is all you need to know about him. That is why he acts so corny. Have you seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I have. <laughs> he is like a real version of Michelangelo. <laughs> okay? Cowabunga. Just look at him through this sort of glass. Okay? Okay, thank you, guys. Love your podcast. And, uh, by the way, you suck. Five stars. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Igor. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that your wife, Natasha, <laughs> gets you some help. I hope you finally catch that fucking moose and squirrel. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Boris, thanks for coming. By the way, I want to point out this this actually did cover Russia, and that was pretty good English for a Russian. I'm told that English is a very difficult language for Russians to learn as Russian is for English people. Well, he works at the Twitter troll farm all day. Yeah. <laughs> about Hunter Biden, so he's got he's got all the grammar <laughs> down. A better grasp on English, yeah. Oh my god. All right. All right. I'm out of saliva. <laughs> I, can't, I can't possibly talk anymore. I was supposed to go meet my friends at a brewery. They have since left. I'm getting, I'm getting messages on my phone. The party's over. Oh, no. That's how long this podcast has gone on yeah, for. Yeah, seriously. Thanks so. for joining the WATP Telethon. <laughs> Don't forget to vote. Don't, oh, my gosh. Please get out and vote. Stay people. safe. It's the most Stay important important. thing you can do. Stay safe and get out and the vote. Election. Holy shit. This is it. It's over. Okay? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Hey, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>